Hello, y'all. Welcome to episode 20 of Punch the Air podcast. As you can see, um, we got a little different crew tonight. I'm going solo dolo in here by myself. And then we got the double Zoom. We got, you know, Big E, Ethan Davis. Welcome again. Pleasure having you on. Thank and you. And then we got thank you. Thank Aaron you. Powell as well. He has been on before, but unfortunately, difficult technicalities. The video did not get uploaded. But Aaron, thanks for coming in again. I'm um, glad to be here. How y'all doing tonight? Good. We've got a redemption video for Aaron in the building oh, tonight, yeah. so that's good. <laughs> a little redemption video. There you go. Yeah, happy to be back. Nice Monday evening. We got Thanksgiving coming up. That's right. Big slate of Thanksgiving games coming oh, up. Yeah. So. Big, big a lot slate, of football, big slate. fantasy I'm, playoffs in coming too. Yep, and I continue to donate to the Cole Lockley Fund um, continuously week after week. Um, just cannot seem to avoid it. So it's just one of those things. Might as well be a UNICEF monthly bang out of my bank account at this point. So hey, you're doing you're you're, yeah. you're donating to a very good cause here. I'll say your your money is is in good hands. I am, I guess I'm helping out the cause. So that's all that all that that's I can all, ask that's for. all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, yeah. So we got another um, juiced up. NFL segment here today, um, pretty much just going NFL heavy until the season's over. But <clears throat> on the slate, we are going to be touching on the Vikings again. Um, some Vikings-Cowboys talk from that game. Obviously, we're going to touch on Zach Wilson and all of the shenanigans he is proceeding to show the Jets. Um, some AFC East talk, a would-you-rather. We're going to hit on the Giants. Um, talk about some teams with the worst future outlook in the league currently. And then we also have to touch on the Bears and what they're doing to Fields right now, if he's going to last in this league. Um, Russell Wilson, you know, Denver, are they washed or not? Who really knows at this point? Our sleeper, oh, they got our sleeper team for the playoffs yeah. in the AFC or NFC. And then we also have a worst quarterback draft. We did the worst uh, coaching draft last week. This week, we're going to go to the quarterback edition. And then to wrap it all up, we have our week 12 against the spread picks. But first up on the slate, um, you know, the Vikings, the Vikings have been some talk in this season for quite some time. After beating Buffalo last week, you know, going eight and one and coming to Dallas, everyone was ready to put Minnesota as this gauntlet of a team in the NFC. I've never been high on them. I still stand by that, obviously. And I think it's funny that a lot of the people in the TikTok comments say about the Vikings, oh, well, they're 8-1. and one. Well, sometimes your record doesn't really mean shit when you take a deeper dive into it. But let me ask you all yep. this. After the Cowboys just absolutely annihilated Minnesota, they beat them 40-3, to three. they dominated every phase of the game. The Vikings looked like a JV football team going against Allen High School's varsity team. They looked so fucking they bad. They looked really bad. Yeah. Are the Vikings, like, was this just a fluke for the Minnesota Vikings? Are they actually a good team? Are they not a good team? I mean, they are still 8-2 and two holding the two-seed in the NFC. What, what's the deal with them right now? I'll let uh, I'll let Mr. Aaron go first on this one, get his redemption in real quick, and then I'll piggyback <laughs> off of his. So, What I'll say is, is uh, shout-out, Cole. You called this uh, you. On, the, on the video saying the been, Vikings were frauds. Yep. Been adamant about it, adamant bad. about it. Putting up with all the yep. hate with from it, too. Mm. People, All those Vikings fans giving you shit. Now they can they, eat they shit. Lo- they How love about the that? hate. Yep. We are. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the biggest issue with this team is they have a giant gaping hole literally on the offensive line. Like they the Cowboys got penetration all game. I make all the jokes you want about yeah. that. 
But, uh, I mean, giving up seven sacks, that Cowboys defensive line. Clearly, I mean, the Cowboys have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. It's not really that shocking that they were able to produce seven sacks. What's shocking is just that the Vikings were able to win so many games with an offensive line that was this bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, give a lot of credit to, to them for finding out ways to pull out tough wins. But, I mean – Without a solid offensive line, you're going to get exposed come late in the season. You're going to get exposed come playoff time. They're never really going to be able to compete on, you know, a scale of competing for Super Bowls without that solid offensive line. They don't have it right now. I mean, you see, they have all the skill position guys. You got Justin Jefferson, you got Adam Thielen, you got Dalvin Cook. You can have all the. You, they just traded for T.J. Hawkinson. You can have all the skill position guys that you want, but. Mm-hmm. If there's no offensive line, you can't put teams out. You can't rely on your run game and paying all this money for to Dalvin Cook for fucking nothing. So yeah, they got exposed, and uh, you know that's that's the big gaping hole and, and as to why they are frauds. Mm-hmm. I I agree with a lot of that, and I think also too, you know, something though you mentioned like the run game and the O line. You know, I saw a lot about how the like the media itself was just praising like the Vikings O-line against for what they did against the Bills, which in reality, Dalvin Cook's 100 yards, 80 of those came on one play. And he still had like over 15 carries, I think. So throughout the game, he was getting about one or two yards of carry. And then finally, by the grace of God, and clearly there were some graces of God in that game alone itself, um, something was going on in the air that night. So he busted one out. He has the ability to do that, not saying he doesn't. But the offensive line showed that for a while, until that play happened, there was pretty much no effort in getting the run game going. So um, they're struggling right now. And I think also, it's all crazy stats today. I think they're either the only team or one of three teams ever to ha- have an 8-2 and two record and then be lose have a losing uh, scoring margin. So they actually have more points scored against them than they have points scored for them, yet they're 8-2. and two. Mm-hmm. So... That kind of, I think, says a lot because I think, you know, last year we talked about the Eagles and how everyone was saying they really weren't a good team. They got gifted with a good schedule. I think that's kind of what's happening right here with the Vikings. They had a pretty easy schedule to start off the year. They had some close games, which you've seen, you know, given the situation this year, they've shown that they can sometimes play well in a close game. If it's, you know, a lesser competition, they did well against the Bills, but I will say the Bills have been struggling of late in late game situations in general as a team. So I don't really know how much that bearing really has on me still. And because I still didn't see a lot out of the Bills this week against the Browns to where I'm thinking they're for sure back in the picture, in my opinion. I still think they got some work to do. But with all that being said, you know, there's a lot of outliers with this team and a lot of things that, you know, you can say, oh, they have this, they have that. But then there's also just some simple things like offensive line play. Um, you know, they do have Zay Darius Smith, who's getting a lot of pressure, but the back end is still lacking. They're really kind of, in a way, they're making lucky plays in big situations, which I think is something that's kind of pushed them up into winning these close games this year. When you're playing those bad teams, you can afford to have mistakes like that and then win games. But against, you know, good teams like the Cowboys and then other games, you can't really do that. And, you know, I think if they caught the Bills early on in the season – not the Bills that have been playing the past four weeks. Um, I think they would have. I think they would have absolutely gotten shit on. So, with that being said, you know I like to kind of classify them as being sketchy. I don't think they're a fraud because I think they're making the playoffs still because of their record. 
but I think they're sketchy because I have no faith in them come mm-hmm. playoff time at all. So I think sketchy is a good word for it because the record's there, but the quality and that's not. So that's where I would say it's sketchy for me as a team. Yeah. Real, real quick before you touch on this, Cole, I just want to highlight Ethan's point about the scoring margin. Just to be exact, 229 points scored to 231 points scored against. So right. to be 82 and have that negative Negative doesn't make sense. Negative. And I mean, when, incredible. Yeah. The, I mean, I feel like if I don't know the numbers on it, but any team that's, you know, negative, even, even though it's negative, only a couple points or whatever, any team that's usually, usually, losing. usually either at 500 or you have a losing record, like, like that stat mm-hmm. and then plenty more that like, that's just like glares, like a regression. Like there's nothing else that glares. Regression. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, or like everyone on TikTok, everyone on YouTube's like, Oh, like they're eight and one, like, like give them their respect and shit. It's like, no, I'm not going to give them their respect when they are not dominant in any aspect of the game. None of their, they're not top 10 in literally any mm-hmm. stat in the NFL. And they have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback when, when it's all said and done, when you really break it down. Right. And the Cowboys just absolutely exposed them. I mean, they, I mean, yes, like you said, sketchy, really, really just fucked with them the whole how, game. You could put it in all those terms. They're all valid. They're all correct. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, this is going to be a team come playoff time. They might win a playoff game, but they're not making a deep run. And, and if they somehow do, it's not because of their otherworldly talent and their, you know, young, you know, great head coach and Kevin O'Connell. It's because the NFC is as weak as it's ever been in recent memory. And they're absolute yeah. frauds. Um, it, I, I'm not going to lie. I was just because well, I'm a Cowboy fan, for one, but, two, just to mm-hmm. see – you know, the Vikings just get absolutely annihilated. Like, they didn't even put up – Annihilated. Game. That wasn't even a game, bro. I mean, the Cow – Yeah. And the games they've lost this year, they haven't even been within 21 points, really, of either of those no. games. They lost to the Eagles twenty set to 24-27. They lost to the Cowboys, what was it, 43-3 to or 40-3? to three? Yeah, ass-kicking to nothing, basically, is what I kind of read it as. So, when they lose – it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And I think one more thing I'll say about this too is it kind of comes down to who's under center and boy, it's Kirk Cousins a really bad quarterback to have with the shitty offensive yeah, line. Cause move. he He's literally, he literally has his like a spat. He has his a spasm or he freezes. And then when he has the spasm, bad things happen with the ball. And then when that happens, nothing's going to happen. Cause that team, they love him respect. Mm-hmm. He's your quarterback. They love him. They love when they win and he does well for them. But boy, when they do it's, bad, it's does he bad. look like I mean, the heart I mean, of it? Does he look like the heart yeah, of it? And Dallas yeah. had seven sacks on him. I mean, with that pressure and that offensive line, I mean, it's like what we've seen from the Rams all fucking year. Like, if you have a slow mm-hmm. statue quarterback and an offensive line that isn't helping him out, and I know they did lose Christian Darisaw, right? But do y'all, do y'all right. know his timeline? Yeah, they on did his lose. Return? Yeah. Uh, I don't know the exact timeline. I know like the idea wasn't is he's not going to be back super quick, okay. but he should be back this season. Okay. Yeah. If that's a guy they don't get back, then it, it ain't going to get any better anytime soon. No. Yeah. And compl- I mean, it's clear that they just need to, to draft or, or go into free agency with that in mind for next mm-hmm. year. Cause this year, I don't really think there's anything that they could do that would, you know, turn the tides of this year unless they made some massive yeah. trade for, you know, like the Niners did Trent Williams type of situation. Yeah. I don't realistically don't see them doing that. I mean, they've had three wins against ranked teams. The Dolphins, the Cardinals, or not even the Cardinals, don't even have a 
500 plus like record. A top, like a top so 10 Dolph- team. Yeah, the Dolphins, the Commanders, and the Bills are the only three teams that they've got wins over who those teams were over 500. Mm-hmm. The, the Dolphins were, up, were without Tua when they played. Mm-hmm. Yep. They beat the Commanders by three points, and the Commanders were going through some QB shuffling. What, Carson was that? I was about to say. Yeah, I was about to say. I think Carson Wentz was still like in the fold. Yeah. Then, yep. so. I mean, that's everyone they and had. Then, There's something you can nitpick. Bills was a miracle. Yeah, and then, I mean, even like the Lions win. The Lions were down a bunch of injuries. It's like every win they've had, I don't know if they've had a team at full strength in any wins they've had. And they have been one of these teams, like, you know, usually by this point in the year, injuries are just major. But they've been pretty lucky health-wise. All, all they things have. considered, they have. they've been pretty damn lucky. And, I mean, like, yeah, cool. If you're a Viking fan, awesome. Like, your team's 8-2. and two. I know you got steamroll, but you're pushing the two seed right now. You're probably mm-hmm. – you're not probably. You are going to win the NFC North. You're going to host a home playoff game. So, that's – it's all funny games. But, like, when, when everything matters, come <laughs> playoff time, like, good fucking luck. Like straight up, good fucking luck. Because right now they be right now they be hosting the the Giants or the 49ers I think at this they'd be, point. They'd be and hosting the Commanders. No, 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 oh, no, Commanders. No, no, the Niners, the Niners. That's who it is. Yeah, they. I think they'd be hosting depending on how it finishes out. Because I don't think they're going to finish with the one seed. Um, but you know they're probably facing the 49ers or the Giants because I would assume the 49ers jump the Giants after mm-hmm. this week. So yeah. Um, but and that's you know. That's probably a worst case scenario for a Vikings fan matchup wise. Uh, you get the 49ers defensive line going at you with Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins when he has one of his mental breakdowns and has a spasm out there. Yeah, good luck. Um, it's not going to look good and it's going to be a really, it's going to make the season have a sour taste in its mouth if they get put up against the 49ers. That's what I'll say. Um, it'll kind of be I mean, the only- in a way similar to what like happened with the Colts when they blew that game against the Jags. I think if they got just got shit on with how good they did this year, I think there'd be a lot of sour taste in people's mouth after yeah. that for I sure. I mean, if we're even talking like potential playoff matchups for the Vikings, it's like I would I would probably pick them over the Giants, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I probably would too. Playoff, you you wouldn't yeah. you would take the Giants yeah. over them? No, I just don't think the Giants will even be uh, there. You don't. Playoff time, oh, we'll, so. we'll get we'll That's get to fair. that. We'll get to that. But it's probably going to be a it's going to be another mid team that hops them. I think they'll beat. I think they'd beat Seattle. I mean, we haven't seen Geno Smith in the playoffs. But I mean, mm-hmm. outside of those two teams, like when we're just using the you know the current playoff bracket, that's week eleven. I don't. I'm not taking them against Philly. I'm not taking them against Dallas. I'm not taking them against Tampa. I'm not taking them against the uh, the Cowboys. Like I'm not taking them against San Fran. I'm not taking them against any of those teams. Are you taking them against the Commanders with Chase Young back? Yeah, because yeah, I don't I, think I'm I would. taking them against the Commanders. You are yeah. okay. I love Taylor Heineke, I but like, even though he, his one playoff game, they, he showed were, out. He did were, show out. They were close. They were close in the game against the Bucks when they made the run. Yeah. That's all well, I'll the say. Commanders they, defense they, is starting to heat up a little bit too. I think Chase Young. It's off subject a little bit, but I think Chase Young changes a lot for that. I guess we'll get into that for playoff stuff. Yeah. But I think Chase Young changes a lot wow. for the Commanders once they get that motherfucker yeah, he back. Does. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately, yeah, Vikings sketchy frauds. However you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't think they're yeah. gonna stay. I think this is a this is a fluke um, in the Matrix, as we've seen. But going to their counterpart, the Cowboys. I mean, how about them boys? Mm-hmm. Maybe the boys look good. I mean, four they to three. Good. I mean Pollard. Ze- I mean not not Zeke, but Pollard popped off. He had I think what a buck nineteen, two receiving touchdowns. 
Um, the defense had seven sacks. I mean, Brett Maher, for crying out loud, hit two 60-yard field goals back-to-back. It was literally <laughs> a perfect game for Drilled a Cowboys them. fan and for, you know, the Cowboys' confidence as a team. Like, that's what mm-hmm. they needed after losing to the Packers. Now, after that's all said and done, and, you know, we've seen them beat the two-seed, you know, one of these high powers in the NFC, can the Cowboys make a run at the Super Bowl? So, here's what I'll say. I – I've never really been a big believer in the Cowboys. And this is the year talk. I've never, never have. I will say this, though. For this season alone, compared to past seasons, you know, the past about 10 or so that y'all have been doing the this is the year stuff, mm-hmm. I would say that this is legitimately the best chance for this to be the year yeah. because of how weak the NFC is. But I have to go back to some statistics that are just tried and true to me, and I just cannot get it out of my head whenever I think about the Cowboys in the playoffs. Over the past 25 years, the Houston Texans have a better playoff record than the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, I am. And so the only reason I'm saying this is, yes, I think this team has the best chance to make it and to make a run. I do. But But am I a believer in them myself? What do you mean best chance? Like out of years prior for the Cowboys? Yes, okay. like out of the years prior, we say this is a year and all the talk about, you know, being a winning contending team. Is I this think their this best team, chance in the Dak and Zeke era? Yes, yes, I think so. I think so. Probably other than their rookie year, uh-huh. I would say this is the best year. But the reason I'm still not putting all my faith into them personally into the playoffs is purely because of I need to see it to believe it in the playoffs with this group before I'm really all in on them come playoffs. And that's just my opinion on it. But I will say in anyone on the Cowboys side that's against me on this, this is the better looking team of any of the past Dak Zeke teams that I've seen that actually does have a solid chance, mainly because of how bad the NFC is. So I will give them that but I'm still not putting my eggs in their basket personally come playoff time. No, I would not either. And like you said, and and we've touched on this, you know, episode and episode again, it's just like the state of Mm -hmm. the NFC is just so terrible. So bad. And yeah, the only thing for me is like, it, it's like the same story every year with the Cowboys, right? It's like we're regular season Mm -hmm. champions and then come playoff time. It's like, can Dak make that hump? Right. And like you mm-hmm. said, I'll see it when I believe it. But the thing I did love from this game against Minnesota is they kind of went back to the Cooper Rush offense, right? Let's get Dak 20 they to did. 25 pass attempts, and let's just run the shit out of the ball, keep our defense fresh, and let that D-line do what that D-line does and get after the quarterback. And, like, that's – And then a big thing – oh, sorry. And then a big thing, too, I liked was Dak was taking the check down, which sometimes he doesn't really like to do that all the time, uh-huh. in all honesty. And now I think he's realized, you know, sometimes the check down when you got Tony Pollard back there is probably the best option instead of trying to force it down the field uh, to CD when he's not on the same page mm-hmm. as you on something. So that's all I'll say about that. He's making better reads when the game's simplified, and he does better when it's simplified. I think staying on the offensive line front of things, I mean, Cowboys offensive line has looked immensely better throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Tyra Smith, uh, like I, I was he's wrong. I, I did not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he looks incredibly better. I think that he has a future in the league as, as a left tackle. He's really proved that over the past, you know, four games, I would say. Um, that's a huge step. I, I do agree with what you're saying, Cole, but like, 
then making the adjustment to say, hey, fuck the big plays. Like, we need to just focus on getting Dak in rhythm. We need to focus on getting Howard the ball in space. Mm -hmm. I think that those two combined, I mean, that wheel route touchdown was beauty all around. The fact that Howard caught that ball in stride. That's not the Pollard's Dak getting paid. That he's getting paid. Basket. Oh, yeah. He's getting a oh. bag. But uh, this is really like McCarthy, it, it, what he's been able to do with this team with, with Dak being out for so long. And like, I mean, the coordinator hires being able to sell Dan Quinn. I mean, mm -hmm. if there's a year to maximize the Cowboys being contenders, it's this year because Dan Quinn is mm -hmm. fucking gone after this. Yeah. He ain't sticking around. He's going to go should, be a head coach. He should have gone after last year. Yeah, and Straight I think up, yeah. he's proven a lot of teams wrong for not wanting to immediately pay him a bag to become mm -hmm. their new head coach. Uh, he's shown that he can be a head coach in this league. I, I thought even when the Falcons moved on from him, I was like, okay, it may be deserved, but he is a good head coach with all the cycling that the NFL does through old retread head coaches. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. got to be at the top of the list amongst those. Uh, he was that close so, to the Super Bowl. He was up 28-3 yeah, against Tom Brady. Yeah, with Atlanta. best of probably anybody in Falcons history is it making yeah. it that far and almost winning the Super Bowl, you know, one half away. But, I mean, I just um, – I, I would think that, the, that it, this is the year. If the Cowboys really think that it's the year, I think that they need to continue stacking on some additions. You know, there's this, all this talk about getting OBJ. Sure, that would be great. You know, maybe go out and trade for a defensive back. Find some DB. So, well, I guess trade deadlines. Uh, business. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Odell is still out there, like you said. Odell's still out there. I really would have liked to see them get another DB. I think that's the one glaring weakness on the team. Um, losing, Jordan, losing Jordan Lewis was actually kind of a big deal that no one really touched on. I mean, he was, yeah. our, He's start, like nickel, he right? was our starting slot corner. Yeah, and he – was yeah. playing outstanding and now he's out for the year i believe with a with an ankle injury but i think the the biggest mm -hmm. thing for this team is we know what our identity is and like that was whenever cooper rush came in and you know he won those at first it looked very bleak obviously right because we have cooper rush in there the team didn't look good to start the year but i think that the cowboys found themselves and found their identity once rush came in right by using these running backs by letting the d-line do their thing and I'm just hoping to God that they finally recognize this and that they'll just keep using this formula. Because they are mm -hmm. one of, you know, in the NFC at least, they're one of the few – there's not many teams in the NFC that have a true identity mm -hmm. and they're, you know, true and tried to it to where it's like this is how we win games, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to prove it on the field. The Cowboys have done this time and time again, and now we're actually seeing it in real time after steamrolling the Vikings. But it, it's – the offense, it, it's, it's this running back duo. And I know, like – Tony Pollard gets all the praise and, you know, all that. But Zeke is a great compliment to Tony Pollard. Anyone can say what they want, but, I mean, he's obviously not what he used to be. Any running back after taking that much wear and mm -hmm. tear for five years isn't going to be. Right. But I, I think that they are very similar to the Mark Ingram-Alvin Kamara duo in 2017 when the Saints went 11-5 and and won their division. Not as much on the receiving end, but just to compare some stats here. So Zeke and Tony Pollard – on a 16-game pace, they're on pace for 2,090 rush yards, 22 rush touchdowns, 468 receiving yards, and four receiving touchdowns. Kamara-Ingram duo in the 16 games they played put up 1,852 yards rushing, 20 rushing TDs, 1,242 receiving yards, and five receiving TDs. 
And yes, obviously that duo smoked them in the receiving department. Mm-hmm. But right, I mean the Cowboys. Kamara is a different type of running back. Exactly. Yeah, Kamara is almost yeah. But yeah. beyond that, let me ask you all this: Do y'all think that Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott are the best running back duo currently in the league? Yeah, I personally, I would I'm, say, I would say, yeah, because I mean, if you if you were to lose one and have to replace them with the other, I don't think there's anyone better than Tony Pollard right now. Other than maybe Jamal Williams. I think Tony and Jamal Williams are probably, if you were to replace someone after losing someone, those are probably my number one go-tos out of any running backs right now. So, Jamal, you're saying if the Lions lost Jamal Williams, they wouldn't be able to replace him? For I'm saying, well, what I'm saying is, you know, when the Lions lost DeAndre Swift, how Jamal Williams replaced him, and now he's oh, okay, like okay. the starting running back now. I'm saying basically if the Cowboys were to lose Zeke, replacing with Pollard, that's probably best case scenario for most people. Most mm-hmm. people probably want Pollard as their RB one anyway. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, you, you, I would, I would say Zeke. yes. Yeah. yeah. Pollard. I, I would say yes. Factor. But I mean, who's those, exactly. who's in the conversation? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you got Nick DeAndre Chubb Swift, Jamal Kareem Williams, Hunt. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's been bad this year though. Yeah. They just, yeah. And it's just been the Chubb show. Yeah. Yeah. Been. But I'm trying to think of more duos that are in the league right now that are kind of popping off, but I mean, one that could emerge. We haven't seen a very big sample size of it, but I mean, I don't think that Elijah Mitchell's. I think that he has kind of a bright future, and I mean, he's a good football we'll player. Yeah, we'll we'll see what direction the 49ers want to go, but I mean, there's a reason they got rid of Jeff Wilson. Well, Jeff Wilson was putting up good numbers because mm-hmm. I mean. They like obviously McCaffrey fits that offense perfect, but I mean, you know, you add in uh, Elijah Mitchell, he runs the ball like he was towards the end of last year. He runs fucking mean. He yeah, runs yeah mean. they they haven't been. I'm watching the game now. I just have it on like in front of me on like a mini TV. They haven't like it's been a lot. They really haven't used a lot of Elijah this week, so I think it's going to be like a game plan type thing. You know, like depending on yeah. who they play, but you know, whoever the mat, whatever the matchup is, like. 49ers play Texans or something, you're going to see a lot of Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, they may something do, like yeah, that. No, no doubt. They mm-hmm. probably think no that doubt. they can exploit the Cardinals fucking pass defense too. Exactly. So, I mean, it, yeah. Get those linebackers, get those linebackers on him. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they, they've been using him quite a bit tonight. Haven't seen a lot yeah. of Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. Makes but sense. they do, they will use him. It's just, he's like a, he's just a perfect, you know, he's game a perfect compliment fit, but... to McCaffrey. Kind of just to take yes, the load yes. off of McCaffrey, mm-hmm. get him eight to 12. And when he's fresh, grind down the him, defense. Him yeah. fresh is and he mean. looked fresh off that injury. Fresh. He, yeah, exactly. he didn't look like he missed a fucking beat by any means. Mm-hmm. But beyond he's got a dud of a fucking combo. And that's people who thought AJ Dillon was going to be like some scar. Oh, for the Packers. Man. I just, that I was... just think the Packers found that run game too late this year. I think that's what they should have been doing the whole oh, entire all, year. All year. And then I think these two would be having amazing seasons instead of one doing really well and one not doing as well to where it's like, why isn't this guy getting the ball more when the yeah. conversation should be, why aren't both of them getting the ball more at this time of year? Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I think they found that a little too late. Um, but unfortunately, that's why I don't think that combo is as good as it should be. But on paper, that does look pretty scary still, in my opinion, Yeah. if executed right. Yeah. You get you put that duo with Shanahan. Oh fuck, that's yeah. That's a, that's a good yeah. point. And yeah, I mean the offensive scary. line for the Packers is 
that's that's the whole thing about all these uh, run game duos is the offensive line. We're starting to realize just how important it is for oh. establishing a run game. I mean, oh, you got to have it. If you don't have it in place, then it doesn't matter who you have at running back. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. there's a there's a huge thing too with these teams that run the ball. Most of their practice time is spent on executing their run plays. They probably have some of the most boring fucking practices in the NFL, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you that they are the most sound and most technical on all their run plays and know everything, bottom to everything from top to bottom on zone, scheme, cuts, anything, pulls, all that sort of stuff. They yeah. they know it, they practice it, and it shows. And that's why these teams that run the ball well do so well because they practice it over and over and over again. To where once they get out there and you get Trent Williams and that O-line moving people, it's night and day. You thought it was easy in practice. Now it's easy in the game somehow because yeah. you practice it over and over. So yeah. you don't see that a lot with the the Jets. They're working on practice trying to get Zach Wilson comfortable. You know, So a lot of their practices <laughs> is probably – we'll get to oh, that, Jesus. yeah. But a lot of their practice is probably trying to get him comfortable with the game plan and everything. When 49ers practice, I bet you – out of like the 50 plays they run in the day, probably 35 yeah, they, of them they, they are they all beat just it into run the plays. That, that's what they do. Yeah, they do. beat they ram it into your head, yeah. and then they show that they show that in what they do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Beyond that, mm-hmm. one one last sleeper duo: Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren, I like Warren. He, he's good. He's good. Najee I Harris like had Warren. a great game this past week. Where the hell did he come from? I've never heard. He of him. Was, was he undrafted? undrafted? Oklahoma State. He was undrafted. Oklahoma yeah. State. He's another guy. He, he runs violently. He's another guy. Yeah, but he yeah just mean. But chip beyond, on the shoulder runner. Yeah, but yeah. beyond that, so we'll we'll hop into the Zach Wilson talk now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I had to take a few weeks ago. I compared Zach Wilson to Johnny Manziel minus. You know the drugs and the alcohol and the hookers and the partying, whatever plus you want to say. Plus the cougars, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus the cougars. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, cougars, cougars Jack, replace hookers this case. But yes. Yeah. But Zach Wills. I mean, they lost ten to three against the Patriots. They had more punts than pass completions. Ten punts, nine pass completions. Six total first downs. One hundred and three total yards. Zach Wilson, 77 passes. Zach Wilson went 9 of 22 for 77 yards. And when asked about <laughs> post-game, reporters said, and I quote, do you feel like the offense left the defense down? And all he said was just no, and then it was cut clip. And then after that, they have an interview with Robert Sala asking about the offense, and all he goes is, it was dog shit. It but was my thing with Zach shit. Wilson is like, Oh, it's, he he pisses me the fuck off, and that's why I've never liked Zach Wilson. His first two years at BYU, he wasn't that good, and the only teams he were beating was Texas State, North Alabama, Troy, these shitty teams where he had all day to throw. And we see now, if you can get pressure on Zach Wilson, he completely falters, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And even beyond that, it's like, if you were the quarterback for the New York Jets, your defense plays that. Your defense pitches, you know, Nine innings gives up one run type of deal. Your I'd say a shutout. Play, I'd say a shutout. Yeah, yeah shutout. I mean, three to three and a punt yeah. return won the game. And you are yeah. going to have the audacity to go into the post-game press conference and say, no, it's not my fault, and take literally zero accountability, even when you have your receivers. You have Garrett Wilson after the game saying, something needs to be done here. This is terrible. We have Elijah Moore a few weeks ago saying he doesn't even know what the offense is at this point. I, mm-hmm. it, when is Zach Wilson going to look himself in the mirror and say, okay, maybe some of this is my fault? I mean, it's literally like – it's what is he and stuck in? He's like a high schooler, bro. I don't – I think man. that's – I think 
I think that's what's holding him back is his mentality because you see all these great quarterbacks when they have bad games, it eats at them. Exactly. It literally eats and at you're them not for the see, whole next week. In a game like that, you're not going to see Joe Burrow go say that. You're not going to see Lamar Jackson go say that. Patrick, any of these good young quarterbacks, besides maybe Kyler Murray, but Kyler's talent gets him over the hump. But you cannot yeah. go and say, especially if you're the New York Jets and that's your quarterback out there saying that. How do you even play for this guy? And now they've announced recently too exactly. that they are looking at changes at the quarterback position. So we might get Big Joe Flacco Joe in there too. Flacco. So for any Joe you know Flacco. Garrett Wilson fantasy owners, that's a big boost for you. But what do y'all what do y'all think about Zach Wilson? I think this is just pathetic all around. I've got quite a bit to say just because I watched Zach Wilson a lot at BYU. Big college football fan. That's like prime sport. But yeah. But, uh, you know, watching him a lot, his offensive coordinator at BYU was Jeff Grimes. Well, when uh, Zach Wilson left uh, left BYU for the NFL, Jeff Grimes went and darted over to uh, Baylor. If you look at the offense that he's running right now at Baylor, it was nothing like the offense he ran at BYU. Um, he, he'd probably disagree, and maybe from the run schemes, I mean, they're probably doing a lot of things similar to what they were at BYU, but – a lot of the plays that we saw at BYU from Zach Wilson were, hey, why don't we're going to get you the ball, run around in the backfield, and then throw a 50 or 60-yard bomb to a receiver who's probably going to be open for playing against dog shit teams and their coverages aren't good, and I'm going to be, be able to exploit them. And, uh, I mean, it just – it one, that doesn't work in the NFL. It just, I mean, it's work worked out so Yeah. For maybe a guy for like maybe Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and even then, you've it, seen the Chiefs have to scale it back for it's him. It's yeah, yeah, and it, it, a much yeah. better offensive mind than what Zach Wilson is working with right now. And the Jets, I'm not sure the Jets OC is, but look, Robert Sala, I think, is a really good coach. They've been five and two with with Zach mm-hmm. Wilson as their starting quarterback, which is pretty fucking incredible with the stats that he's put up. Yeah. So in the seven games that Zach Wilson has played. He has five touchdowns to five interceptions, four passing touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. Okay, so he won against the Dolphins 40-17 to 17 in a game where it's like, oh, the Jets put up some points against this Dolphins team. That's a good Wait, Dolphins they beat, team. They beat the Dolphins 40-17 to 17 this season? 40-17. to 17. What week was that? And Zach Wilson had one touchdown that game, and it was a rushing touchdown. Didn't even have any passing <laughs> touchdowns. He had what? I, I think I uh, wrote down 210 passing yards that game. You look at all the other games. I mean, the, the other two losses that they have being five and two, both of them come against the Patriots. So what happens is, is when you have a defensive genius like Bill Belichick, they're going to scheme up a way to distract this guy because he's he's not locked in. He's not bought in, which I don't know how you can't be when you have. I mean, Richard exactly. Sherman called Robert Sala a leader of men, said that he would make mm-hmm. a fantastic coach. I think that Robert Sala is that. And I really, I absolutely think that Zach Wilson is holding back the Jets. I mean, oh, yeah. The, one of the big, the last thing I kind of hit on this is, is that before he was drafted, there was a lot of talk saying, oh, this guy wasn't the captain of his team at BYU. What does that mean for his future as an NFL quarterback? And you had people saying, oh, that's bullshit. Like, it, it doesn't matter if he wasn't a captain or not. Look at this guy's talent. He could be good in the NFL. Look at all these other guys who weren't captains who were good. Mm-hmm. 
No, it absolutely mm-hmm. fucking matters yeah. as a young absolutely, especially when you're yeah. like this is you're, this is you are the team, like, you are the franchise, and then yes. you have stories about okay, well you were injured all a lot of last year. You show up this year in the off season, you fuck your friend's mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what, what the I, exact I think, I think it was his mother's yeah. friend. His mother's friend. Yeah. So even more somehow. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, kudos it. to the kid. Go ahead and get yeah. you some. Congrats on the sex, but like. <laughs> you slay like, Mills, but you, they ain't gonna win you football games at the end of the day. No, this guy. It, it, it's it's not. Matter. It's not. It's just not. And then. No, another thing with him too, I think it's like it is that mentality. It just, I think that's what it is because you get him flustered and you get him off script and anything. You know, out of college, you're like, oh, off script plays. That's where he's at his best. Well, in the NFL, they kind of scheme you up to where they make you think you have something off script. You make a mistake, and then you get fucked. And he's just making rookie mistakes right now. He does not look good back there. And I, it's just got to be that mentality because that whole team has bought in. And they're all accountable. They're all bought in. You know, I bet if you know Sauce Gardner hasn't had a bad game yet, but I guarantee you, if there's a game Sauce Gardner gets torched in. I don't think it's going to happen for what I've seen. But if it does happen, I guarantee he's the first one to say because of his mindset. Yeah, if that was I should have played better. That sort of thing. The fact that he just didn't even acknowledge that he could have played better. He didn't have to say like he could have said no. I definitely could have played better, but I don't think that had everything to do with it. That would have still not been the best answer. But at least he would have addressed that his play was not good. He did yeah. not mention that at all. He just went about it like he was going through the motions. And that's how it just shows you with everything he's doing this year is that he's going through the motion. So I have no faith in him. Um, I think they need to get a quarterback in there that has all the determination and drive in the world. And then once they get that, I think that team's going to be going because they desperately they got need a quarterback. They got what they need. Yeah. They got yeah. a young core. They got it. Everyone's behind the coach. Now they need us a young core that's not only behind their coach, but behind their young quarterback. And I don't think that young quarterback, Zach Wilson, at all, Hell from what no. I see. And like, and, mm-hmm. and you can't make the excuse either that, oh, well, you know, like Sam Darnold, for example, when he went to the New York Jets, they were a Oh, George quarterback. Kittle, touchdown. Two Never touch, got a fair fucking monster. I mean, and that's what happens to a lot of these young QBs is they're adopted into just very bad situations. Mm-hmm. Into bad homes, you know, father's a crackhead, mother beats him or whatever. But Stop Zach, but weird Zach uncle. Wilson, yeah. yeah, weird uncle touching him, whatever it is. But Zach Wilson, like like you said, Robert Sala has proven that he belongs. Their GM has been making great moves. Their defense is great very legit. Great drafting mm-hmm. recently. Elijah Mitchell, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, the skill position players are great. They're building Elijah. up the own line. Everything's there for him to succeed. And the fact that <laughs> he just cannot even – like that's like in, the, like in that post-game press conference – that that reporter is lobbing you a dunk right there. That's a free. Alley he's out. waiting. He's waiting we, for you. We to all say know what like you're that. supposed to say. Say yes. I have to play better. I'll I'll look mm-hmm. at the tape. I'll play. We're gonna get better. That's it. Instead of just that's it. Pouting and and saying no, like that. Oh god. And like imagine if you're you know one of these veterans. I mean they don't really have many veterans. But if you're a you know a, a CJ Mosley, a veteran on that team, how do you? I don't just I don't know how you can get behind that guy. And I I think Joe I don't Flacco, think they are. I think Joe Flacco is in because this team is they're right now in the hunt. They are trying to get in the playoffs, and Zach Wilson is not getting to the playoffs. No, no I don't doubt. think Zach Wilson nope. will be successful on really any NFL team. No. I mean, he has all the talent in the world, but I mean, it takes mentality to be an exactly. NFL to be to be a QB exactly. And going back, even on my if game, you, 
Y'all Drew Locke about, had a lot of arm, arm talent also. Oh, yeah. yeah. The talent doesn't always matter. It's like in college you can get away with doing that, especially playing at BYU. But in the NFL, it's yeah. like we don't we don't want you to be a backyard hero. Like we want to play yeah. real and offense. These, we want to run the ball. We want you to hit your check downs, make the smart reads, the smart plays, throw the ball away. And he just has not shown he could do that on any level whatsoever. And these uh, and these aren't Here's the thing about the NFL, and a big difference between the NFL and college is it's pretty simple, but I don't think Zach Wilson's quite figured this out yet. These guys, yes, you want to be friends with your teammate, but these aren't the same as your college buddies. These guys are professionals. They go in there day by day. This is their job. They go about it like it's their life. And, you know, if I'm a backup quarterback and I'm seeing that the, the piss-poor effort that Zach Wilson's putting out there, I would just be sitting in there saying, I guarantee you I can do better than that. If you just mm-hmm. give me a chance, and they'll work at it, and they'll grind at it. Oh, you know, Mike I don't White. Think I've seen... Mike White is scratching to get in there. He's, he's clawing, waiting. He's itching, he's man. He's waiting. He's waiting <laughs> to get in there. Last year. Get Mike White in there. Yeah, get where Flack he threw four hundred fucking yards. Four hundred. Flacco's still when trying he... to prove his son wrong. I think it's the exactly. He does. He, needs, he does need to prove his son wrong at football. <laughs> uh, but it's just one of those things where it's like this isn't this isn't your college buddies. This is the NFL. Like. These guys are here to execute and perform, and a lot of them, too, part of their contracts come into play where it's performance, it's execution, it's numbers, it's team success. Mm-hmm. And when if you're an offensive player playing with Zach Wilson and you're part of your contract, it has to do with your yardage, your touchdowns, anything like that, boy, would I be pissed with the type of mentality he's showing on top of all that. He's losing you money, and he doesn't give a fuck about the team mm-hmm. at all. I mean, the, I, he's if a he Disney just Channel gave a, quarterback. Yes, if he just gave a reason or some sort of explanation on top of the no he said, still not a good answer. But the fact he just blatantly said no, I love like how I love how like, it, it was it, like no. on what they show us at least the public to no, and then it just cuts off. It's, it it's is so he probably said <laughs> yeah he probably said no I don't think so, but he didn't elaborate or anything like that. He just no, no. He's just in there and you know what like a little like a little yeah. brat. The lack of accountability, I mean, this is where it becomes the NFL, not college, because your college buddies, yeah, they're going to be there for you all the time. But in the NFL, this is about executing, and the kid's not executing ever right now. I mean, the Jets' ownership has proven that they are not very patient people. Oh, Um, not with quarterbacks. They thought they had one with old Marky Mark, and then that backfired real quick. Yeah. I mean, Marky Mark looks like he was a franchise legend compared to Zach Wilson. Compared to what (laughs) they've had, yeah. Yeah, I I think he is – 100% 100% gone after this season. I don't see any world to where we're going into 2023 opening day and he's our starting quarterback. I, I yeah. just can't I can't see it at all. A young team like that needs a young quarterback to get around and I don't think that's the fucking guy to do it. So no. that's all I'll say with that. You're not that guy, Good luck pal. unloading him, too. Yeah, you're not that guy, pal. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson. Not that guy, pal. Zach Wilson, not that fucking you're guy. doomed. Um, I don't like you. I don't think any, any of us like him. Jet fan, no one. But anyways... Beyond that, um, the AFC East looking like it might be the best division in football right now. Um, Bills are kind of slacking. You know, Pats got the win over the Jets. Miami's doing their thing. Um, My question to y'all is, who do y'all have winning the AFC East? The current odds are right now, Bills are minus 250, Dolphins are plus 250, Pats are plus 1,200, Jets are plus 1,800. Who's taking this crown in the AFC East? I'm going with the Bills still. I still think that they have probably the most talented roster in the NFL. Sure, they've been fucking up as of late, but I mean, they're going to get that sorted out. 
mm-hmm. um, I really just have uh, most confidence in them and and how they've built that team. I think that they've done a good job. From I, I really just don't see very many weaknesses with that team. I mean, you're going to have losses to NFL. I mean, can't be perfect. It's not not a college football season, mm-hmm. but um. I really like their chances. I mean, I'm surprised the odds are that much against the Pats, given what they've done in the past. I mean, they're, a ga- they're only a game out. Yeah, and they have, you know, what I would consider as probably the best or the second best defense in the NFL. Matthew Judon's Make making case. a case for Defensive Player of the Year right now. Hey, I think he's in the league. He, he's got 13 sacks on the year. He leads the NFL. The next closest is Michael Parsons with 10. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I think the, the next up there would be the Pats. Um, I, I want to see how the Dolphins are, are going to move forward. But, I mean, I just think that the Bills are going to close out strong. We saw what the Bills did to the Pats in uh, that playoff game last year, too. So, When you look at yeah. their schedules, um, they're not really easy. I mean, I'm looking at the Bills right now. They have the lines coming up. Give them that. Then they have the Pats, Jets, Dolphins, Bengals, Pats again, and the Bears. Um, I mean, I would, outside of that Bears and Lions game, I wouldn't say any of those are gimme games. They're going to beat the Jets next time around. They're not going 0-2 against the Jets. Yeah, no way. Um, Biggie, who do you got? I'm, you know what? I'm going with the Bills still. Uh, you know, I've been kind of against them of late just because they've been playing so bad. But, you know, I really don't think they can play any worse than what they have for the rest of the season. Um, so, you know, the fact that they have done so bad of late and they're still in the hunt, I think they're just going to get better as the season go on. Um, Gabe Davis is struggling with drops right now. I think that's something he'll improve on. He has all the talent in the world. I think that's something you'll see him improve on as the year goes on because that has been hurting the offense of late in some of those bad games where, you know, some of those catches might've kept, <laughs> kept drives going. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> um, but sorry. Um, but yeah, so I'm going with the bills still, but I am not going to lie. Um, I think the dolphins are going to finish either with the same record or, um, one game below. I think it's going to be real close. Um, I think that offense is clicking now. They've added a run element to that team. Now adding in Jeff Wilson, mixing the speed of most in the passing game a little bit more now um, get him out in more space instead of the between the tackle stuff. Not that he can't do the between the tackle, but better off getting most in that speed out in space. Um, so, you know, they've added some elements. They made moves, added Bradley Chubb as well. Um, he's a hell of a player already making plays for him already had two sacks in his first game with them. So, um, you know, I think, I think they're going to be pushing them, but I'm still going with the bills just too talented to not, yeah. not wrap up that division. It's going to come down, in my opinion, to the December 18th game, Miami at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think winner of that game takes the division. That That's going to be a big one. Right. My, well, winter time is not the not the game to hinge. Not, hinge it's not the game for Tua. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's where they got these odds at 250. Um, but, yeah, who would have thought the Jets and Pats would be a game out here at this point coming into week 12? Credit to those who coaches, would've? man. That's right. You Credit can to Saul. So he's he's the truth. You can so. never doubt. Yeah, Bill Belichick's always going to do his thing. So. But beyond that, we got a we got a good little juicy would you rather segment on the slate here today. Um, we're going to touch on our boy Kirk Cousins here. 
So I got about, let's see, one, two, I got eight quarterbacks. I'm going to ask, would you rather have Kirk Cousins or this quarterback? All right. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? I'm going Dak. I'm going Dak. Easy Dak. I'm going to go Dak as well. Yeah, after that Viking game, I don't I don't know how you can't pick Dak. Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford? It's a tough one. This season, Matthew Stafford, right? Right now, if you are dropping this player onto any team. I'll take Kirk. I'll take Kirk. Yeah. So. It really gonna... has to do with just longevity standpoint. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think Matthew Stafford's doing anything for the Vikings that – Cousins isn't, and yeah. I mean Cousins is. If what, it's purely this season, if it's purely this season, this season it's Stafford. This, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not. Um, it's not for the rest of the career. It's this season. I'm taking Stafford for this season. I think if we were to drop him onto Minnesota right now, he would do what Kirk's doing, and then, you know, he's he's been there. He's won a Super Bowl, and I trust Stafford a lot more in these prime time and close games than I will Kirk. Um, that's fair. That's I, I would fair. Go Stafford. Even though Stafford, he's just like he's, he's looked very so bad, bad this year, but then again, the Rams he's really bad. He's looked and they bad, have some the same kind the Rams, of problems. Uh, the Rams have been tough this year. I mean, we'll get to the Rams here in a little bit, but all right, another one: Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson? Danger! Damn it! <laughs> I hate it's funny that. because a lot of before the season, like you know, Stafford that would have been obvious. It's like duh, but I mean, after what these you know these guys have put up this year, it's a legitimate question to ask here. I fucking hate uh, Russell Wilson. I'm I'm going Kirk Cousins still. I I really don't. I think I have Russell Wilson lost me this year. I'm gonna oh, go we'll touch on that. Later. I think I'm, I have to go Russell still. I think I have to. I'm gonna go I Russell to. too, just because I I think Russell has definitely lost his you know his curveball or whatever. But mm-hmm. I. I think if you were to put Russell with Kevin O'Connell on Minnesota, he could be doing this. And then come playoff time, I, even though Russ has been terrible this year, I'm still going to trust him more over Kirk Cousins. Yeah. For, for me, yeah. for a lot of these, it, it, it's coming down to, like, the primetime game. Okay, we need a touchdown. We got two minutes left. Like, I need mm-hmm. you now. And I know yeah. Ru- Russell Russell has looked atrocious this year. And you, you, you can put as much blame on Hackett as you want. Obviously, a lot of it's on Russ, too. But, I mean, that mm-hmm. offense doesn't have an identity. Um, but I, I would go Russell. I would go Russell. So, Biggie, you would go Same. Russell. Aaron, you would yeah, go Kirk. Yeah, that's tough, Kirk. though. They both suck. But, yeah, yeah I'm going Russ. <laughs> All right. Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields? Oh, fuck. I'm going I'm, I'm going Fields as long as I'm not making him a pocket passer. I'm going Fields. So I'm going to go Kirk. I just – I don't know how Justin Jefferson would get the ball in that Vikings offense with, with, with Fields in there. That, yeah, that's I don't know. I just I don't know. I feel <laughs> I like I feel, I feel like Justin Fields. Yeah, I feel like Justin Fields has it in clutch time more so than Kirk does. So I'll, I mean, I'll he, go has, with he hasn't showed it in, in it time. That, I it can't be that bad. Last eight. It can't be that bad though. Can't be that. So bad. so you're it baking on? Are you baking on the potential upside? I'm baking on the, the, the fields, the talent, the arm talent. The athleticism, just like the talent alone, I think I could, I would rather work with that than have to work with Kirk Cousins. What would that, that offense look like, though, if you were to drop Fields on the Vikings? You would I have think to it make would. some changes. To you say would, that, yeah, you have to make some changes. Seriously. But I think, I think it, I think it could still work though. But it'd have to be a lot of every, it'd be a lot of RPO. That'd be for fucking sure. So, 
That's uh, not yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Jefferson, so. That's a good point. But if like not including like just dropping the team in, just purely if I had to choose one, I would choose Justin Fields. Not Same. including like the scenario of the teams. Just purely if I had to choose one this season, I would. If you go tried to stick Justin Fields into the Vikings' current scheme on offense, wouldn't work. But, it wouldn't I mean, work. If yeah. if you if you could tailor fit an offense, yeah, I'm taking Justin exactly. Fields. Exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would, I'm just going fields with that. Yeah. I, I would take Kirk just, I haven't seen enough from him passing the ball. That That's my main Fair. reason. Kirk Cousins or Danny Dimes? Uh, fuck. I love Danny Dimes, but I'll go with Kirk still. I think it shows when you got to make Dimes Danny look good it. this year. Yeah, but I he mean, last game, when, when they made him throw last game, he didn't look that great in the last game. I think if you make them throw the ball, like priority have to throw the ball. I don't think Danny Dimes is as good I would, as Kirk. I, I'll would go be. Kirk too. I'll go Kirk. Too. Yeah, I'll go Kirk on that. But I love. I like Danny. I think he's improved a lot. But I still mm-hmm. don't Kirk. Yeah, just sticking with Kirk just due to continuity there. I th- I think he's probably a better fit. I d- I don't know. I don't know how great of. Uh, I guess I haven't watched enough of the Vikings. How well? I mean, a lot of the, or I haven't watched a bunch of the Giants. The Vikings offense is heavily predicated on play action passes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think I would trust Kirk more in their careers right now over Danny Dimes in terms of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, this, I, I, I'm going to go Jimmy. I've seen Jimmy yeah. get to the Super Bowl, I've seen him make the NFC Championship. I've seen him show up big in big moments, which I have not seen from Kirk. Regular season, what or twelve slot, give me Kirk all day. But if we're, mm-hmm. you know, talking about a team that gets the playoffs here, I'm, give me Jimmy G. Yeah, you got to take two think... Jimmy G's played behind an amazing O line. Oh, he there. no, there's no doubt about it. With he a great a run game and probably the best offensive minded coach in the league. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, I've seen Fuck. Jimmy show up in big moments. I have not seen Kirk ever show up in big moments. That's my uh, dude. They Fair. both suck at like the same exact. They suck when they get under pressure. They Kirk, like Kirk's don't. Def- re- Kirk is definitely better. Definitely work in, in an ideal situation. Yeah. Like if, if you could uh, just have a clean slate, I'm just taking that potential it factor in Jimmy. Yeah, I'll go. I don't. Li- I don't like it one bit. But that's that's it. That's what I'm going. I'm going. Mm, I'm going. I'm going Kirk still because I. I don't really – I think I'd rather let Kirk sling it out than let Jimmy G sling it out in a game personally. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, yeah. given, say, protection's all right for the game, I'd rather Kirk be the one throwing it than Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. But they both suck getting rushed. So, it's like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're I'm they're going Kirk statues. still. Yeah, I'm going Kirk still. All right, Kirk, because this is honestly funny. I feel like this is the first would you rather to where it was so easy for me to pick like player because Kirk is like the definition of a replacement level quarterback in my opinion. So it's very easy to pick players. Um but Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff. Holy shit. Goff ain't been bad fuck. this year. Yeah, it's fuck I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a tough one. I think I'm think I'm still going think I'm still going Kirk on this one. Cause Goff's had a pretty good O line. And he's done – I think he's done pretty – I'd say he's done better than I thought he would this year. But I – How much better is Kirk than Jared? Is is he better than Jared? I mean – I think Goff I is would, the more talented quarterback than Kirk Cousins. But, I mean, yeah. 
He's I also more like, prone to fuck ups. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Kirk real like Kirk fucks up when he's under pressure, but I feel like Goff sometimes just makes like really just shitty throws yeah, sometimes. Uh-huh. And like I don't I don't really see Kirk just make like shitty throws that much unless he's under pressure. Sometimes mm-hmm. Goff will just kind of have a shit throw here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going Kirk on that still. Aaron, who are you going? This is definitely That's a tough, tough one though. So far. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I would I would flip flop them any day, but if I had to choose yeah. one to go, yeah, yeah, I feel like you can fuck. flip a coin on it probably. I guess you yeah. stick with Kurt, but I mean, it, it bears to be said that I mean, Goff is the more talented quarterback in my opinion. I I think that Bowl. you know you take a a team like the Rams. Why did they ever trade the farm for Stafford in the first place? Was because they said, "Hey, we need a guy who won't fuck up and will mm-hmm. win us the big yeah. moments." Yeah, a guy yeah. who's going to, you know, have that experience. And I, I just don't think the golf has any of those like Kirk has been intangibles. Kirk but has Kirk been clutch has. as long as it's not like he has been clutch as like in games. It's just as it's when shit hits the fan, like shit hits the the fan bad yeah. with Kirk. That's all I'll say with that. Like it, it. I think Kirk's worse. Kirk's low is worse than Goss low, in my opinion. If that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like last, it looks so much worse. Last one. I feel like this is another tough one. Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill? Oh, oh Kirk shit. Cousins. Kirk. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what Tannehill's fuck. done in Indy with you know. Their offensive line ain't very good anymore. Minimal weapons. Yeah, ten- Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm going. can run if need be as well. He can going, run if need be. I'm going. I'm going Tannehill on this. I'm gonna go Tannehill going, too. Yeah, I'm going Tannehill. On I'm gonna this. go Taddy. I don't love. I don't love it by any means, but I'm gonna go Tannehill too. Titans are always in close games. Literally they always are. in close games, unless they in all fairness, the Titans. Yeah. the Titans don't really have any receivers for Tannehill. Really have it had very many receivers right. for Tannehill to that's throw what, the ball yeah. to. I mean, they have Robert Woods and Traylon Burks, and then I'm yeah, imagining this him year, on a team with Austin, decent. Hey, wide Austin receivers. Hooper was a Pro Bowler. Yeah, but I mean, he hasn't played. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm that playing much I'm this playing. year. He's, yeah, he's trash. He's trash. But I, I, I really just don't, uh, don't think that Tannehill is a good quarterback, and I don't think that Malik Willis is either. But I mean, Malik that team Willis looked rough. Yeah, yeah. The Texans then, gave him trouble. The last one that I was gonna do, but I felt I switched it because I feel like this was obvious was Derek Carr. Um, I would pretty yeah. easily take Derek Carr over Kirk, though. Yeah, I would take Derek Carr. I think Derek yeah. Carr. I think I think they fucked up by just getting rid of the interim coach from last year. I think that was the fuck up. That whole team was behind that guy. Basachi. Yeah. yeah, they would. They liked him a lot, but yeah, I I go Derek still. I go Derek. He had a hell of a, he looked fucking good last week against a good mm-hmm. defense. So he should, yeah. Yeah. Right. But, but I will say they're both pretty bad when they're, when shit hits the fan, they're both shit hits the fan. Very, it's and see, everywhere. And, that, and that's why I'm take, that's like with the Stafford and Russell Wilson and the Jimmy G to a lesser extent. But mm-hmm. I'm more confident in those guys. I mean, I don't know if I would say off script, but if, if I need it. If I if yeah. I need you to go get me a touchdown, there's two minutes left on the clock. Um, I have I don't have much confidence in Kirk Cousins and not ideal that. circumstances. I think exactly. that's important. Also, not ideal, not ideal. Right. Well, yeah. next up, that's that was a riveting Kirk Cousins segment. Old um, Kirky, old Kirky, New York Giants. 
lost to Detroit. They're sitting at seven and three now. Record shows they're you know still you know in a very very good spot to to make the playoffs. Um, but the question is, are they going to get in the playoffs? Have this been fool's gold? Are they going to hold on? They do have the toughest remaining strength of schedule in the league with their opponents at a 67.8 winning percentage, and they face Philly twice, the Vikings, the Cowboys, Commanders twice, and then they also face the Colts. Are they going to get in, or are we going to see a catastrophic collapse here and then the Giants end up with a middling first-round pick? I hit on this earlier. I said that they were going to miss the playoffs, and, I mean, part of it was that factor that uh, they're playing all the NFC East teams again uh, that they really haven't played yet. I mean, they, they get the Cowboys this Thursday, Thanksgiving. They're mm-hmm. going to get shit all over. Lines at, uh, I think, nine now. Yeah, that, that game's not close. Um, and then, I mean, you got to play the Eagles twice. You got to play the Commanders twice. Um, the Vikings, the Colts. I, mean, I, the think, Colts, they, I think they the lose Colts are their the easiest game, strength of schedule-wise. Yeah. We'll, we'll listen I, to this, too. So, it. So let's say that they lose to Dallas on Thanksgiving. I think we all think yeah. they're going to lose that. Mm-hmm. Commanders face the Falcons this next week. If the Commanders win that game, they're, they're going to week 13 against the Giants. Week 13, we have a Commanders-Giants I, matchup. If Commanders the, beat the Giants that game, they are leapfrogging them, and Giants are out of the, the playoff bracket. And the, Yep, and then and then Commanders are in. I think. I agree. I think they're, I think they're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they are too. I really do, and I don't, I don't think it's gonna be. I wouldn't say in terms of like you know the results, it catastrophic because it's still a loss. You know, I still seen them be competitive in these games. You know, I just I just don't think it's gonna go their way like it has been to start the year. Um, I think you know some of the luck's gonna run out a little bit, and They're this is like where the, the schedule. They've a little a, bit, yeah. They've had yeah. a pretty easy mm-hmm. schedule. They they're not dominating games by any means. Yeah, and, not and then dominant the games in any they should whatsoever. they're still kind of close. So exactly, yeah. I mean, they just yeah. lost to the Lions. Like I, I think they're gonna miss it. I, I, I have I more too. faith. I hate to com- say it. I lo- I, I was did, so happy to. see I want it, them but to miss it. As a sucks. Game. But yeah. I, I honestly, I have more faith with the momentum that the Commanders have right now with Taylor Heineke. 100%. Taylor Heineke is, I think, 4-1. And, and Chase Young coming back. With that is Chase huge Young's coming for back. them. And that's the thing with the Commanders. I mean, going into the start of last season, their D-line was talked about with the Niners and, you know, these great teams that have They have a great rush. run D. They can get after everyone. And we're starting to see this defense elevate now to their true potential. Yeah. I mean, they got yeah. – we, we've known they've had names on that defense – and it's only a matter of time before Ron Vera could figure that out and make this defense actually be something that's somewhat feared. And Taylor Heineke, they love Taylor Heineke. They I mean, love him. The team uh, loves him too. That's yeah. a big thing. I this would rather really have Brian DeBall as my head coach though than Ron Rivera. But I mean, I, I would too. I think same, that same. the the outlook of those teams is just different. I don't really know what the Giants' identity is at this point. I guess you could say one. leaning. They don't really have one. I mean, there'll be games where they go Saquon heavy, and then they let Daniel Jones throw the ball forty fucking times and waste mm-hmm. the game away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. They they don't really have any receivers who like. I'm just stoked. Lost Wandale. Wandale, yeah, he's out for the year yeah. now. Yeah, out for the year. I mean, Kenny Galladay has been a colossal bust. Yeah, Slayton's looked all right. Slayton's looked all right for them. Slayton's got guy. shit on for so much, but I mean, the past few years he has probably been their most productive receiver. He's been yeah. a big. Which he's. Is, the, I think he's shit. there for sure. Yeah, the best. Not he's good. Been the best big play guy. Yeah. 
other than Saquon. He's for sure been the best, best big play receiver. But, but as a Cowboy fan, I absolutely love this because, the, honestly, as a Cowboy fan that despises the New York Giants, this was like – this is the best case that could happen. Giants go up 7-2, and two, look like a lock for the playoffs, and then we see a second-half season just collapse – and then they're not even at the point where they have a top pick. They're middling first round pick. They can't and pick now, and again. now they're also tied with their hands behind their back to where Daniel Jones didn't play terrible, but didn't play great. But you think you probably have to roll yeah. it again with them, and you probably have to pay Saquon. They too. might be stuck at Medley, depending the, on what happens. Yes, basically. the Giants very well could be stuck in this Bermuda Triangle of just mediocrity, and I I can't love it more, honestly. Yeah. Fuck yeah, fuck I, fuck that Giants banner right there. That's all brophy. <laughs> yeah, that's all, bro. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, though. I will say that it, it was. was very fun while it lasted. Even even not as a Giants fan, it was fun to see them just win games. And you're like, how the fuck did they fucking they do this? They just kept doing it. Yeah, they just yeah. kept doing for it for the ball or Dable. Oh, I think I, yeah, I'll root for awesome. him. He's, he's I mean, great. We've seen two of. I mean, Josh Allen misses him a fuckload. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ken Dorsey is not. Anywhere near, the not the same, not the same. And people but. are saying like, "Oh, Ken Dorsey might be a head coach." Like, I hope not. I hope not. That'd be bad. That'd be <laughs> wow. bad. That'd so be listen, bad. listen to this. The Giants, the Gi- I think yeah. the Giants are even more fool's gold than the Minnesota Vikings. The they Giants, ha- yeah. Every single game the Giants have won this season has been by one possession. Yep. Every game, yep. they have not. Even the Texans, they beat them by eight points. Like, they are not a dominant team by any stretch of the imagination. They have gotten extremely – I mean, the Seahawks beat them by 14. The Lions beat them by 13. Like If I'm a Texans fan, I'm more excited about the direction of that team than I am the Giants. Oh, yeah. At least you have a direction to go. Yeah. At least you oh, have yeah. – We know we're going to get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Up. We're about yeah. to get, like, Young two Pierce. top ten picks. Fuck yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, happy you as the hell. Browns pick, too. I'm, I wish – Davis Mills was not as shitty as he was, just purely as a fan. But like in terms of like the franchise and direction, it's what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. So and it's all yeah. it's all about the for a Texans fan. It's all about that pick. <laughs> yeah, picks uh picks uh we need the Browns to keep even when oh, yeah, Deshaun yeah, comes yeah, back, yeah, they need to lose. Picks. Yeah, they need to lose. So all right, yeah. well, going beyond that, um, talking about you know directions of franchises, uh, the L.A. Rams. I mean. This has been one of the worst second seasons we've seen from a Super or this Super Bowl hangovers in general. I mean, they're sold out. terrible. They sold their soul to the devil. Yes, it got them a Super Bowl. But the next, you know, five, six years for this franchise looks absolutely terrible. And the question is, do the Rams have the worst future of any team in the NFL? Oh, I would say absolutely. But I will say in their defense, they do have some pretty good guys to trade to get some capital back that they lost. They have a bunch of guys to trade, but I think that someone has planted a bomb in the building and all someone's doing is waiting with a remote clicker to press go and just blow it up officially. And once, once one guy goes from that big group of players one of those guys goes. I think that's where you see it all just hit the fan. I don't fan. think the franchise believes they're in. I mean, we saw at the deadline they tried to trade multiple first-round picks for Brian Burns. I, I think know. I agree with you. I, I know, think they have the yeah. worst direction and the worst mm-hmm. future, but I don't. Th- I think their front office is still stuck in this mindset that they can win it. They have no other op. They really have no other no, option. They have no option but to keep yeah. pushing their chips in the middle of the table. Literally, they really don't because. 
unless they want to get rid of all those guys and start from scratch with probably you get good capital, but you can't trade every single guy on that team for what you should get. Cause that's cause you overpaid every single one of them. So now that you overpaid them all, that makes them harder to trade. So that comes into play also. I wouldn't go so far to say that they probably have the worst future just because I would you say has the worst future. It's tough. That's tough to, to predict. I mean, I almost, think that I would rather see a team shit the bed and get a high draft pick over somebody who they can be like, I mean, you take a look at teams that do shit the bed, like the Cowboys, for example. They have a bad year, and then they're able to pick Michael Parsons, and it shifts the direction of the team. Uh, and that's, The Rams are not one player or two players away. No, that, no. and they don't they're, have They're five offensive pick. linemen away. And they that's have old, a Matthew and Stafford a draft and pick any that, younger to do because the 23 draft pick the lions hold their fucking draft pick but i mean i i like sean mcveigh i think he's one of the best coaches in the if not one of definitely the best that 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 is their silver lining is they're saving grace here uh but i mean a lot of the players who they had on that team last year who were showing out are now gone and uh that offensive line is definitely the worst in the league We'll they need to get probably. they need to get wit root out the fucking booth right now. Yeah, right fucking it, it now. Won't matter. It, 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 it won't. It will matter. actually. It won't matter. They will. Yeah, that's no, more like a next year thing for next year. It, get about yeah, the Cooper booth. Yeah, he, he's, he's my fantasy old. team hurts. But but my my case for the Rams having the worst future in the league is based on yes, they do have Sean McVay, which is like the ultimate pro. If you have a great coach, it can make up for a ton of deficiencies. Mm-hmm. But when we take a look at their cap space specifically and their yeah. draft capital, obviously they don't have the 2023 first-round pick as it shifts off the Detroit Lions. But their cap space situation is honestly very scary right now. From 2024 to 2026, Cup and Matthew Stafford combined for around $76 million a year, which is 37% of their cap alone for those two players. And Matthew Stafford is battling injuries this year. He's not getting any younger. He's 34 now, and Cooper Cup is coming off a bad injury now, and he's also not getting any younger either. And then when we look beyond that, they also have, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Allen Robinson, Rob Havenstein, Leonard Floyd, Bobby Wagner, who they're all paying a ton of money. And the kicker is people are like, oh, well, they can, you know, cut these players, make do. With the Stafford and Cup situation, they can't cut these guys. The dead cap hits are way too significant. Mm-hmm until 20 like you're stuck you're married to matthew stafford and cooper you lose you lose money cutting any of them basically yes you're not getting rid of the only one they could cut bait on bobby wagner and be okay um and then rob havenstein after 23 they can cut bait on him and then maybe al robinson they could trade but with that combined with the draft capital they've already given up it's like it it is looking so bleak for this team and i mean arguably have the worst offensive line in the league yeah and then I mean, you take and then whenever you take out Cooper Cup, I honestly would say they have the worst skill position group in the league as well. And for a team, and I've always hated teams, or I do not like teams that are so reliant on a few players. It's not the NBA, it's the NFL. And if you are reliant on three defensive, or I'm not even counting Bobby Wagner anymore, he's not what he was. But when you're reliant on Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, and Cooper Cup to lead your team, you don't have the cap to make up a round. You don't have the draft picks to make up a round. And so you're fi- you're forced to play these, you know, mediocre to below average players around them. Mm-hmm. And in the NFL, unless you have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, 
it's not going to work. It worked last year because, you know, like you said, Aaron, they had all these guys. They lost yeah. a lot of them, and guys playing out of their mind. And I mean, dude, you got to have you got to have Leonard someone Floyd that elevates like, everyone. Like sixteen million a year right now. What, has, That's have, crazy. Have we heard Leonard Floyd been mentioned once? No, but sure. they well, they always like try to like suck him off during the broadcast. Like he'll make yeah, he'll they, he'll get like one pressure. Like, he'll have oh, a look at high. Leonard yeah. Floyd. Look at and that one like, pressure. Look at Leonard. Look at why when they hate him. Playing like, with the best right. defensive tackle of all time. Yeah, literally up right next to him. But their their sole lining is McVay. No yeah, McVay. I, I see what you what you're saying, and like I I agree with it. it it's tough for me to pick against McVay. I, I'm sure that some team is going to make some mistake somewhere and fuck up. But I, I think mean, it's, it's in terms of roster management. Yeah, they have done the worst, and they and sold if, out last year. If so. they did not win that Super Bowl, Les Les Snead, who around the NFL has talked about as oh one of these, he's the best in the business. If they didn't win that Super Bowl last year, it would have been Les so Snead would bad. be known as one of the worst GMs in probably the history Ever. of the NFL mm-hmm. for how far this team is set back for the future. Like this. And that's why, like, when we break it down, it's like a lot of people could probably say, oh, well, like, look at the Texans or the Bear or, you know, just one of these horrible teams. But at least for the Texans, like, you're going to get one of these top quarterbacks. We got picks at least. You have an abundance of cap room. You can make shit happen. You go get a QB. You wait a year or two. You sign pieces. You can make it work. We have some rookies that have The Rams are tied. Like, they don't have options here. Have the Rams had any rookies that have made an impact at all for them this year? Like, at all? I know the Texans no, well, they, have had three. Well, they've three. been picking in the third round at the earliest. Yeah. The past I know. Years. That's what I'm saying. But, like, still, like, they haven't they haven't had any two, output. Two out well. Finally. That was his, like, sure. first catch of his, like, fucking career almost yesterday. But like fucking Cam Akers. They, yeah. uh, anybody who drafted Cam Akers in fantasy football is hating their life right now. And I don't yep. feel sorry for you. No. I mean, it's just, like, I don't know, like, and this was another take I was on early on that I did not like them coming on to the season based on the fact that you lose the Andrew hangover. Lord, you lose Austin Corbett, you lose Von Miller. Like, you, you can't you can't just throw players out there and expect them to make up for these guys. Like, Andrew Whitworth said when he was fucking 50 years old. It's fucking good he was, still. He was still a, one of the best pass-blocking tackles yeah. in the league. And mm-hmm. like you said, when you have one of these immobile quarterbacks, you've got to have protection. If the protection ain't there, especially with a turnover guy like Stafford, like it, it's not going to be pretty by any I, means. Yeah, and also with their future, too, it's worth noting that McVay's out when the big guys are out. So that mm-hmm. future is tied to whenever they start getting rid of the big dogs. Once they get rid of the big dogs, that's when McVay's going to be out of there and he'll be in the booth doing something. But like I said, I think – Someone placed a bomb in the building. It's just waiting for the for someone to press uh, the green phone button for it to go. <laughs> I am I'm convinced of it. They're just waiting for it, but just it's it's ready. It. It's ready. They're just waiting on the right moment, but it's ready to go for sure. I mean, yeah, in, in an ideal world, I mean, if they traded Donald and Ramsey, and I mean, they they would they, be able to replenish. Is Donald not on a one year deal? No, it's like he's a, on a, it's a three year, I believe like ninety five million dollar deal with most of the money guaranteed. But yeah, he was already thinking about retiring though. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me I'm pulling it up right here. They're paying him a, a shitload of money. I mean he deserves it for sure, but it's just like Oh, he if he, yeah. he definitely deserves it. Hold up. So Well, and that's the kicker too, is so Stafford's cap hit for this year 
is only thirteen and a half million dollars. Oh, okay. And that's for this year. <laughs> for okay. next season, Stafford's cap hit is so next season's not bad either. It's twenty million, but then once it hits twenty twenty four, it's forty nine point five. In 2025, it's 50.5, and in 2026, it's 49.5. That's the greatest contract ever. <laughs> and they cannot cut him either. The dead cap hit, like, it, you, you can't do it. And then Cooper Cup is 17.8 this year, and then 27.8, 26.3, 26.3. That we shouldn't have any notion to, to remove Cooper Cup from that No, team. they should not. They but, should not. you know. Wow, that deal is going to be so bad for Stafford. Well, another That's be another so bad. Another guy to mention, um, Joe Joseph Noteboom, his cap hit in twenty twenty three is fifteen point five and seventeen in twenty twenty four. He kind of sucks he, ass. He has yeah, been dog shit at the right time. Adam yeah. Steen oh, is nine and then fifteen in twenty twenty four. Yeah, so they're paying yeah. out about. Thirty million to two shitty ass tackles for the next few years per season. Oof, 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 oof. Aaron no Donald picks. in twenty twenty four has a whopping thirty four point one million dollar cap hit. Oh, buddy, that's about a oh, it's over a hundred million in twenty twenty four for Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matthew Stafford just for three players. Over a hundred. The cap. Keep in mind the cap room currently is at two hundred eight million. That's about half of your cap room. Yeah, and over. we're not in the. We're not in the MLB where you can just sign and players. We got Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner added into the mix and Leonard fucking Floyd. Oh. He's, you know, yeah. My apologies. Leonard Floyd in 23 and 24 is a $22 million hit both years. Whoa. Ooh, that's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah. Where are they filling up? These other guys have to just be like. They're paying a lot of people. Oh, they're contracts. it's like all the third rounders they've been getting, and, and that's why up their on. team sucks because they're they're starting a bunch of unproven you know youngsters yeah. that Oof. should not be starting. Yeah, no, off, off that I think they do have the worst because those Probably, numbers are yeah. going to get those numbers mean, are going to get unbearable to work with in a couple. McVeigh is not going to be in the same. No, that. and and right now in yeah. 2022 we are in we are in like the grace period still. Like it hasn't gotten bad at all. It's no. gonna get for Raiders fans. It's gonna get it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets any better. Like yeah, the twenty twenty two cap numbers. Like considering the next few years, it, this is it looks very good. Twenty three to twenty six. It's gonna it's gonna start looking real bad. I mean, they're gonna have to either you know trade players God. or picks or eat a lot of dead cap. <laughs> Stafford you can only, you can only restructure so many contracts. Was Stafford's like fifty million part of his re- the deal he resigned after the Super Bowl? Is that what that's from? I don't know. I'm just looking at the the base. Here. That's got to be what that's. The from. fact is, base is it's thirteen and then twenty Holy and then fifty. Fuck. <laughs> and and that's Holy like the natural shit. argument. People, I feel like people are like, oh, well, you can just restructure contracts and finesse the cap, but oh. not you. You yeah, yes, you can. You can when you have some if the player wants room. to. Yeah. But whenever you have numbers this astonishing and this astronomically high, there's not a lot of wiggle room here. There's just if I'm not. Leonard Floyd and I'm getting grossly overpaid like that, I am not taking a pay cut at all. I'm oh, like, no. no, like absolutely not. You're cutting into my quality of life right there. And then even if they restructure these deals, they're still paying them off in the you know for the next year's being like. So I mean, just yeah, it's it's no, more not that. even of the the picks because they only lost the twenty twenty three pick. It's it's this cap. I mean, this this is probably one of the worst 
cap situations. It's going to be it's going to be tough to dump it. That's the problem too in a couple of years. Like it's going to be rough for someone to want to take that on. Exactly. And like let's say like, you know, next season coming in Stafford. I mean, they're Matthew Stafford's 34 right now. In 2026, he just had back-to-back concussions. And now he's having more he's going to be like he's going to be 39 years old and they're paying him 50 million. They're going to have to cut bait with I mean, no, I'm sold. I'm sold because McVay's going to be out the door when they have back-to-back yes. losing seasons. Yeah. yeah, and that's why when I looked at this earlier, I just it blew my it blew my mind that like no one's talking about this. They're so fucked. The They're right so now. fucked. No, I I I'm glad we brought this up. I totally like. I thought they might have had the worst, but I'm like thoroughly convinced now after hearing the actual numbers behind what they're. I knew they were overpaying people, but like, note boom is no. I didn't even know what to say for him. Just <laughs> no. no nothing. No, no I mean, nothing. No. I mean, what yeah, is that? I, don't even know. I mean, a 15 and a 7, that's got to rank near the top in offensive tackle cap hits. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I think they expected him to replace Witt. That was a horrible Quicker. mistake. Oh, yeah, that was not the guy. So You're not was, the guy. Yeah. No. no. I mean, it, uh, that's it, – that's, oh. it's just it's, – I don't – I don't know how they they can fix that. I really I don't, don't think I don't think it I don't think it gets worse. Okay, let me ask all this: Would you rather your team suck for ten years, but have a Super Bowl win, or just be a you know good? To, like, do, mid, do you think it was worth mid? That's tough uh, because when we're saying if we get that Super Bowl win for the next ten years, are we like Cleveland Browns? You know, in the past twenty yeah. years, bad. Ooh. Or are we like kind of like to where we might be able to kind of compete, or we're just like you know going into week one, your team's screwed. Yeah, I mean that's the direction that the Rams are going. So okay, so you know you're screwed. I I mean I would, God, it's it's a tough question. I've I haven't been alive for a Cowboys Super Bowl, but if I was going into every season for ten years knowing that my team had literally no chance whatsoever, it would be hard to take that one Super Bowl. Right, yeah. stretch of zero yeah. hope at all because that's what gives a lot of us fans by especially is is hope hope yeah. is what gets us something by. to root for and something if you have for. zero hope whatsoever i mean at least if you're like know. a meddling team you get like you're at least have stuff to root for throughout the season you know like it sucks being yeah. a texans fan right now i'll tell you that every time i watch <laughs> the fucking play it's like i try and find one thing that looked good to cheer for for the entire game, and that's the one thing. Like I watched, yeah. I watched Jalen Petrie the entire game yesterday. Didn't watch any of the rest of the team. Just only watched Jalen Petrie because I know the rest he's of the good. team is not going to do it. He's good and he's fun to watch. The rest and of the Nico team, Collins, he's not bad. I will right? say y'all, y'all, y'all did find Damian Pierce. Like when I watched that guy run, like he's, he's a guy. scary. He's a guy. Sadly, he how had, did he only um, have eight yards? Um, I didn't I don't watch that game. Uh, I have no idea. We just we weren't we were trying to like trick him and throw the ball on first and second down, and that just doesn't really work with Davis Mills. And he was throwing pick six, uh, threw a pick six to start the game on his first drive. So now what did, did he have? Like twelve carries for eight yards. Something uh, like he had ten carries for eight yards, but he had some catches, which was nice for fantasy yeah. purposes because he salvaged he what could have been catches. No, no, he. He had some catches. He had some catches. Oh, he had like three. I, you said he he had, had I think he had three catches, but he salvaged what could have been like a sub one point day in fantasy, basically, with some catches. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But, yeah, I mean, that's the Rams. Um, they're fucked. It's not looking good for their future. No, they're but fucked. They're fucked. Beyond that, um, the Chicago Bears, I mean, we've seen Justin Fields all over ESPN recently just breaking highlight reels, having these crazy runs. Seems like the Bears have found something there. Um, but the question is, are they are they overusing him, and is this place sustainable? And is this is this a what they have with Justin Fields right now? Is this a philosophy that they can go into the future with and say this is how we can run our offense? I think no. it comes down to his development as a passer, but no, not at this current like pace. No, but I think you can use some of the same elements still in the future. But you can't do it this much. You're going to run him into the ground. They got to have some. Yeah. They got to go to the Ravens and say, "Hey, the fuck have y'all been doing?" I, yeah, like what? What's y'all? How'd y'all do that? Yeah. How we want to do? Exactly how do you, what How do y'all do. feel about an Eagles offense, an RPO offense with Justin Fields? That would probably mm. be great. No, that'd probably be all right. He was good at it at Ohio they, State. They, they can't do it. They can't do it right now because they don't have the personnel around. But well, mm-hmm. so. Justin Fields at Georgia was not really the best. Uh, Georgia runs a weird offense. Uh, like a Wait, spread. Justin Fields went to Ohio State, right? Yeah, and then he transferred. He transferred from Georgia to Ohio State. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So he transfers because I mean that Georgia offense is tough to run. I mean that's why you have a guy like Stetson Bennett who's been there for a while and, and took it over mm-hmm. now can run it. He goes to Ohio State. Ohio State is a very QB-friendly offense. Like, Ryan Day runs a pretty nice system. They surround yeah. him with one of the best offensive lines in all college football. They surround him with amazing wide receivers, and they run a lot of mesh. If mm-hmm. – I'd like to see the Bears, if, if they were going to take field – like, they, they're in a bit of an identity crisis. And this is not the year that they need to be running him into because no. it's clear that he's he's the future of that team and it is and i think talent. it is beneficial that they found what can work for him yes though. so right. they need to pump the brakes like last year they weren't letting him use his athleticism because they were like hey our offensive line is shit we're not going to be good this year don't get injured like we see the flashes and then this year we're starting to see it. i mean justin fields is number five right now in the nfl in rushing guards there's no job like that he's yep. killing him yep. right now mm-hmm. uh, so they need to either with this identity crisis they, they could go two directions here you can run kind of a power spread like the ravens do with lamar if you're going to do that you got cole Komet as as i mean he had an amazing catch last week he i did. think that he, he could did. be a good tight end if they threw to him more um but you either build off guys like Cole Komet, build up the offensive line, maybe run some 12 personnel, allow allow him to run the ball, you know, continue boosting the run game. I like Will Herbert. I like David Montgomery. And I don't say I love them, but, like, I, I mean, they're good enough running backs in the NFL. Offensive line's obviously dog share right now, so you'd have to improve that. But you can either commit to the run and take the Ravens' approach, build an offense around his athleticism and his run game, or you go back to some sort of form of what he was doing at Ohio State. Like, let him succeed how he, how he used to be. It, the, the passes that he was making at Ohio State weren't necessarily like that crazy. He's hitting people on crossing routes, not necessarily deep posts or anything, but on crossing routes. He's hitting guys on curls. He's hitting guys on wide receiver screens. So you can either go back to an offense like that where you get more vertical 
but you'd have to surround him with the skill position talent at receiver. Which they or, don't have right now. Which, which they, they don't have right now. Or you have to build up a team to be able to run the ball like the Ravens do with him. And Lamar doesn't get hurt, one, because he's a smart runner. Mm-hmm. But two, because he has a really good offensive line. The Ravens always invest in their offensive line. They got Pat Ricard at fullback. They got, you know, tight ends uh, like this year, Josh Oliver, Isaiah Likely, Mark Andrews. Point in case that, like, John Harbaugh said, hey, Lamar, I'm not just going to do with you what I was doing with Joe Flacco. I'm going to completely rebuild the team around your athleticism. So if they do that, I think they could be good with that. But you have to decide one or the other. They can't just keep going out there and doing what they're doing. And there has to be some personnel upgrades for whatever they do. So, and I think a I think a good thing too that you mentioned, like adding pieces, they have to. They are going to have some cap room after getting rid of Roquan yeah. Smith and dumping. I mean, uh, they a paid lot Eddie of cap room. Yeah, they paid Eddie Jackson a couple of years ago, so they're fine there. Jaquan Brisker's like they're probably their best defensive player, and you know he's he's a rookie. rookie. Got rid of Robert Quinn recently, um, so they dumped his contract. Um, so I mean, they have they have the cap space to get a big time wide receiver. Now, I don't know exactly who's going to be available in terms of free agent wide receivers this off season. Um, I know this past off season was probably like the best one for that, but a lot of teams are kind of starting to lock up their number ones who develop under them. So I don't really know who they're going to sign, but I know that they definitely should make a big splash. And you know, I don't think they should really be worried about you know, oh, is this money like well spent i think really they just need to see what they can do when they give him options and they need to give him those options and then go from there because you can worry about dumping those guys if you overpay a couple wide receivers every now and then but what you can't be doing is paying these guys a whole lot and then what you end up doing is like you mentioned running the ball running him into the ground if you're going to go in this offseason you either need to go in fully in the run game like like you mentioned or you also need to just go fully into Let's spread it out. Let's open it up a little bit. Let's see what he can do and maybe let some of that spreading it out open up passing lanes and making it 11 on 11 because whenever he's in there, you have to make – you have to have someone spying him every single time. So that's one less guy in coverage or one less guy rushing the passer per se. Uh, But they just have to either – they got the money to do it if they want to. They want to load up and give him the weapons or they have the money to load up and build the team in the right way that they want to in the long term. So, and that would start up front with the O-line, that sort of stuff. And it, yes. And building up the last, last point to that goal, let you get on this and building up the offensive line. There's, there's always two types of offensive line that you could go around. I mean, mm-hmm. a run blocking mauling offensive guard is a lot different than your, you know, true, like Whitworth, when we talked about him. He was just a, a stone wall at left tackle, pass blocking. Not only do you need congruity with what direction you, your offense is going to go, they're going to build up the offensive line that offseason. They have to. Mm-hmm. That group has one decision, like one direction to go, and it's up. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need to build up your offensive line that has congruity with that as well because I yeah. mean, everything has to be in sync or else it's it's not going to work. With, right, with mm-hmm. Fields in Chicago. So, yeah, my only thing is, I feel like <clears throat> we've seen them try to pass it with Justin Fields, um, a little bit, you know. And since they have established this very dominant running game, I mean, they're leading the league right now in rushing yards. He really hasn't been able to make the throws, even though you know they are he, putting seven, eight guys in the box. 
I mean, he's hitting yeah. his own lineman in the head with the ball. He looks and good when he granted, throws it on the run, though. He looks good on he, the run, though. He's very off script. He's very good. Yeah, but very good. I don't, I don't think the Ohio State offense is going to work for him in the NFL. I don't see him as a pocket passer kind of guy. I would definitely yeah. lean to the to the Baltimore Ravens. I would. That's what I like. That's what mm-hmm. I re- lean towards, and build up this O line for sure. Right. Build up this. Build in the trenches. Start in the trenches here. Exactly. You no know, field is your guy and. For this season alone right now, it's like I'm glad, though, that they finally got their head out of their ass and they figured out an offense to run with him that is run heavy because the whole season before the first, what, six, seven games, they really weren't running it with him and they didn't really know what they have. Yeah. Now as a Bears franchise, you know what you have. You know you have a guy in there that can make it work if you put the mm-hmm. right pieces around him and run that kind of offense. So that is a very beneficial thing and you know an exciting thing to have there. Um, but yeah, definitely what they're doing right now is not sustainable at all. I mean, in the past six weeks, he's averaging 13 carries per. I mean, game he's already banged up ever. From it, so, and he's I already mean, yeah, he's already yeah. hurt. He hurt his shoulder. His hammies are you know given out. And the most ever in a season was Lamar Jackson. His MVP season, he averaged about 11 rushes per game. The last thing I, I mean, we, we've seen it. We've seen with Cam Newton. Lamar's mm-hmm. like you said, Lamar's different because Lamar knows how to avoid contact. He knows yeah. how to slide and all that, but. I don't know if I don't. I haven't watched a lot of Fields tape, but does he avoid contact like no. that, or does he? No, he doesn't. Okay, and that's so why. That's running, also what that makes style, him different. He's, he's yeah. going to get hurt, and he's not going to last he, in this league. What? How I would explain him, Cole, is basically he runs it like he's Josh Allen, but he can move like he's Lamar Jackson at points, and he's yeah. fast like Lamar. Uh-huh. So he's running into guys as fast as Lamar, trying to be like Josh Allen. So that's that's not. That's what running backs do. That's not what quarterbacks do play after play. And you don't want him because he's been running it over like 12 times a game for these crazy – for the crazy rush yard games he have. He's running it more than 10 times a game. It's not like he's getting five carries for 100 yards. Like he's he's running the fucking ball all day. and He'll dive mm-hmm. forward, but he's taking a hit. Like someone's landing on top of him or diving into him also. Like because he's always a runner. He's never not in a running point basically. So um, mm-hmm. that's – guys are kind of targeting and trying to hit the fuck out of him because he is always a runner. And, you know, that's what guys yeah. try to do to Lamar, but he avoids them and shifts out of the way or gets down because he's smart enough and is good at it. While Justin, he does not really care. He's just – he wants to make those highlight plays and shows that he can, yeah. but it's taken a toll. Like, maybe he can play through it, but it's like that's not what you want long-term. Yeah. And it, yeah. Longevity in this league mm-hmm. is not going to last if you're, you know, making contact like that game in and game out. Like, this could end up being, depending on how they go with this, it could be what could have been with Justin Fields. It really could be a mm-hmm. what could have been story rather than what should have been. And that's Because totally we know the, talent, the talent's there. Yeah, I he mean, has it. He has it. And yeah. if he just develops a little bit as a passer like we saw Lamar did, he has better arm talent than Lamar does for sure. He can chuck that fucking ball if he needs to. He just doesn't make the best decisions, a little inaccurate, those sort of things. But he has the arm talent for sure. It's just mm-hmm. executing with that arm talent. That's sometimes a struggle. But when he's off script yeah. and running around, he can make some really goddamn good plays. And he's really good at finding people off script. So mm-hmm. be like the game, be like for him, the game's a lot faster when he's in the pocket. And then when he's out running around, it just slows down a lot more during that. Yeah, just slows. He's just way more comfortable. It just slowed down. Feels like he's back in high school when he was running for a thousand yards and throwing for four thousand yards. Like it just feels natural to him. He's not throwing as much. Oh yeah, he was an animal in high. He was like the number one dog in high school. He was like the number one player in high school. He was a monster. Yeah, he was real good. 
right behind Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, one or actually, two, one or two, yeah. Yeah, different one sites a, had B. them ranked as one yeah. or two. But they were both okay. animals. I honestly think that Justin Fields could have a brighter future than Trevor Lawrence at this point in their careers and at this point on the teams that they're at. But it, I, I agree with you, Cole. Out of the two directions that they can go, I would be focusing on the Lamar path, the, Mar, the Ravens yep. path. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we've far, seen it. We've seen it work. Yeah, I, and the we Ohio know he's State, equipped with that kind of running talent. The Ohio State QB system in the NFL to this point with Ryan Day, it it doesn't really work. I mean, yeah, Dwayne but Haskins, the idea of the the idea of surrounding him with weapons does work, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and I mean, I I feel like for the Ravens, mm-hmm. the next step would be say, hey, we just traded off Marquise Brown. Maybe he wasn't the best fit, but. You know, we went out, got Rashad Bateman. He's always injured, not really. Mm-hmm. And we have Mark Andrews. The next step, we have Mark Andrews. But you know, the Ravens, everybody's waiting on them to get that next receiver and can kind of continue to surround Lamar with talent. Uh, I think that the Bears are just behind. They're them. so they're they're so talent deprived right now, and I mean they've been in a rebuild for a while now. Right. Um, but yeah, now they know that they. Or at least I I would think the organization knows they have their guys. So now mm-hmm. it's let's go get the talent. Let's build in the trenches. Let's go get them a legit weapon on the outside. Do you have an Andrews esque and, tight end? And, and honestly, yeah, he the, does the, similar the, things. The, the Herbert the Herbert Montgomery duo. I don't mind Montgomery. I'm a little more skeptical on, but Khalil Herbert is a very good running back. I'll say this great point to bring up: the Niners picked Trey Lance over Justin Fields. Could you Oof. imagine? Justin Fields in a read option offense with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Knight. Yeah. Could you imagine the damage? I mean, they would probably be the best team in the NFL. I, yeah, well, I would say almost without a doubt. But, no but the question is, though, is can he figure out these accuracy and arm you know, concerns? I think so. Because so far in his career, I mean, if you go and watch, I mean – and again, I haven't watched a lot of his tape, but from what I've seen, um, I haven't seen that many great throws from him in the league right now. Those weren't a really lot seen of him, I've, I've seen him hit a lot Ohio of open State. receivers and broken plays, but I haven't seen him, you know, be that pocket passer. So I'm saying we, I think we all agree that he's not the, mm-hmm. the ideal. He's not pocket there yet. No, guy. not so there You're yet. not. Yeah. You're not going to build the offense that way. Mm-hmm. But I think. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't. At Ohio State, he did. It, those weren't really concerns, but, I mean, he went from having one of the best offensive lines in all college football to one of the worst, and, I mean, I think that this is why you're seeing him use his legs. So why don't you just build up the – I would go all in on a badass mauling offensive line yeah, with big 330-pound guards, tight yeah, ends. I agree. The line is the priority. Yeah. I even, I, even think a, I even think a badass tight end – for for this offense would benefit him more than I I kind I kind of like Komet though in the long run though I'm not gonna lie I, don't, I like I like Komet I don't think Komet's he does he does well, he does I think he does a lot of what Mark Andrews can do in terms of like the receiving aspect and running after the catch I'm not yeah. saying he's as good he's obviously not as good I don't think he'll be as good but he's like the similar type of player to where what we go back to switching into that like Lamar type offense I think that's that's probably where it's at. Get him, yeah. get him that. Get him a, you know, Claypool is like a big, a big body receiver, but I don't really know if you're trusting him as your one in the long term. Get a big body receiver. Have Darnell coming off on the outside, inside, commit, alternate running backs. 
mix in his run game with the spy. It it could yeah. work. I, ideally, line, you want yeah. to, ideally, you want him to run like eight times a game. Ideally. And Claypool ideally, is on that yeah. team for run blocking. And yeah, for he's a good blocker. blocker. He, yeah, he's not on the team to like catching one downfield. Mm-hmm. No, I mean you have Mooney for that. I don't even necessarily think I really truly. Love Mooney on that team. I think Darnell Mooney stars. I feel like own. I feel like Darnell Mooney has just been forced to be hyped up for the past few years because he has yeah. been the only guy there. Yeah. yeah. So that's how Aaron Robinson. Like, is there. That's how any receiver in the Bears over the past ten years. But A A Rob though did some damage in Jacksonville beforehand. He did yeah. to where Mooney really hasn't done any damage in the league. So, but, but yeah, Justin Fields. Um, I hope he can make it work. He's such a fun player to watch. Um, but beyond the Justin Fields talk, the Broncos. Um, I'll I'll take this L. I picked them to win the division preseason. I thought all right. Russell was going to slide in, and I thought they were going to be a really good team. And you know, they're. I think I saw a stat that they would be eight. I think eight and two if they averaged at least eighteen points a game, something like that. Jesus. Uh, their defense has been playing lights out, no doubt about oh, it. Oh, year. The best defense in the league. But the Hackett Russell Wilson duo has looked like a major shit disaster. Show. A shit sandwich just thrown right in your fucking face. Um, I think we can all agree that Nathaniel Hackett's gone after this season. Yeah. He's not that guy, pal. Yeah. But not that guy, pal. Is, Ru- is, is Russell Wilson washed? Yeah. Is, is is he washed or is it a product of the I would, I mean, in? I mean, in terms of, I would say, yeah, because, I mean, for what you're paying him for, that's not what you're fucking getting. That's for sure. But, so. but not but not what you're paying him because most quarterbacks on these, you know. So just purely talent. Top purely, five, top ten deals. Purely how most they've of them been aren't playing. Worth it. But I'm, yes, I'm saying for, is he. Okay, okay, a better way to put this. Is his career done? Can, like Can Russell Wilson win them a Super Bowl at any point? No. I don't think not from what I've seen this year. No, cuz I mean, are they really going to go out and try and add more weapons or are they going to try and stick with what they got cuz they thought they had the weapons this year, you know? So I don't I don't know what they're going to so do there. What is the solution then? Cuz I mean, obviously coming into the next season, they're going to get rid of Hackett and they're going to go hire some other offensive guy to hope it works with Russ. Um, but we've seen all these reports too from Seahawk players saying that you know they didn't really like playing with Russ, that he didn't show accountability, and he's I mean he's a fucking he's a weird dude. I don't think he's a very likable guy. And my my biggest thing is that he has not he's been so like refusive to use his legs in any manner whatsoever. And in Seattle, obviously besides the badass rosters they had around him the legion of boom you know marshall they had great rosters they had pete carroll but that was his ace up his sleeve is when shit hit the fan he was an ultimate improviser and he can go run and he can get the play and then also his deep ball is not what it was he's been known mm-hmm. for his you know since he got in the league that he has the prettiest best deep ball in the league and now it's just he's not hitting them it's just not working i will also say this i would i just looked up uh 2023 like free agent wide receivers the best free agent wide receivers i've seen is Alan Lazard, Juju, and I think uh, maybe Darius Slayton. Everything outside of that is pretty wow. horrible. But so they're they're not the add, they're not that's adding very any, bad. they're not but adding anything. Do they even? Better. So but that's not they don't help. need a receiver. No, though. they don't. They that's Jerry what I'm Judy, saying. They have that's Portland what, I don't Sutton. think there's no one who's going to be a free agent that they could add that would help. So I don't think that's even. I don't think do that anything. would even help. Yeah, you have Corbin Sutton, 
Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler, who they never fucking use somehow. I, I don't understand why. Fast as shit. Yeah. It, you know what blows my mind is last season they were a top 10 running offense in the league with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke at quarterback. And I know Javante Williams got hurt, but their rushing attack this year is – I don't know the stats on it, but it's got to be like bottom six or seven. Well, a huge reason as to why they're not as good this year is the O-line. Just taking a step back for sure. I mean, they lost Gary Bowles. He's one of the best left tackles in the league. You can't really make up around that. That that will cripple a team. Uh, but the guy who they had step up in the place, actually former Texas grad, Calvin Anderson, wasn't playing that bad. Um, and the rest of the offensive line, especially in the interior, wasn't really performing very well. And a lot of the pressure Russ sees is up the middle. And um, you know, I just don't – I don't think that he's responded to pressure as well. It's not even about running the ball, but it's about maneuvering in the pocket. And every time I see him in the pocket, it's like watching some rookie quarterback in the pocket. And that shouldn't mm-hmm. be the way for a guy who's in their, what, 10th or 11th season? I don't know what, yeah. what Russ is in. But, I mean, you shouldn't be operating – you should be expected to operate in the pocket with, like, true boys as a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. They give you Corbin Sutton, Jerry Judy, and – KJ Hamler, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray. I mean, if you go and stick those skill position players on a team, you give those position players to Justin Fields. What the fuck is he yeah. doing? He's putting up numbers probably. It, or he's at least turning the Bears into a better team. I don't think that Russ – I think Russ has hurt the Broncos more than he has helped the Broncos this year. Mm-hmm. That's without even factoring in trade picks or, or salary or anything like that. I mean – I truly just, just think pure that, of the performance, yeah. Yeah, it, his performance has held the Broncos back. Like you said, the defense has played amazing. And it's not like you're making any rush to go and upgrade that defense. They got a lot of young talent all across the defense. Uh, Damari Mathis was making plays for him the other night. He's a rookie safety. Caden Stearns has a couple, two, two to three interceptions this year. Second-year safety, Patrick Sertan is one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. Baron Browning, that linebacker out of nowhere. Baron Browning looking great, the Ohio State guy. Jonathan Cooper, they they asked both of those two guys, they said, we need you to step up. We're trading away Bradley Chubb. We're selling in on the future. Josie Jewell is one of the best linebackers in the league. It's like they have all this young talent on defense that isn't going anywhere, and they have the offensive weapons that you would want and they go out and they trade for a Super Bowl quarterback, yeah, you are – I mean, that wasn't a bad idea to pick them as the preseason favorites to win the AFC West. The only thing is, is just that Russell Wilson has completely shit bed. I mm-hmm. completely changed my tune on him. I mean, I no I longer – most people have. Yeah, I, I, I just no longer like – And they are the, – they're in just a complete identity crisis. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't do anything right on offense, and they don't – they don't try to do anything right either. It's like when you watch their offense, it's they're just it seems it seems like they have no plan of attack. They don't try to get the running backs going. They don't have any consistent you know. It's like they they're no it's like they're playing with uh, using coach suggestions with Madden. It's like uh, let me <laughs> let me let me scroll through this one. It's like all right, we'll we'll run this play right now. We have we've run, we've we've thrown this we've thrown it three times in a row. Let's mix in a run here. Halfback dive. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the offense. It. Yeah. Makes so they think suck. how great Aaron Rodgers was to prop up Nathaniel Hackett like that and just 
how much Nathaniel Hackett was sucking off Aaron Rodgers to make yeah make yeah, that transition yeah. to head coaching position because this is one of the worst hires of a head coach in a long walk that we yeah long yeah good. Not as bad as Urban Meyer, but it's pretty damn bad. <laughs> yeah. Oof, oh, Urbino. Urban was yeah. bad. But beyond that, um, so, yeah, we got, uh, you know, it's coming into week 12. Playoffs, you know, are starting to kind of form into shape a little bit. We got some teams hanging out on the outside trying to get in. So, who's y'all sleeper team that's going to get in on either side, AFC or NFC? If you had to pick one. Out of the AFC or NFC? Sorry, say that again. Either either side. To make it to win it out, or just to like make it in as like a to, bubble to, team to to sneak in the playoffs. I'm going Is with any, a sleeper team just to sneak in. I'm going with the Washington Commanders. That's my pick. My pick as that well. That is my pick. Before that this, would be I, my pick as well too. I went in there. Oh, we're all three on the same page. Yeah. It's wide open. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's right there for the taking. And they got, they got right the, now. Got the they got big the Giants win. coming up in that big game. Yeah, got the big win against the Eagles, which they needed to split that with them for the season to have a good shot at the playoffs. So that was big for them. In the AFC, too, I mean, they, they just shaped out as the best team in the NFC to, to kind of win, take those reins. Uh, the AFC, too, doesn't really have any sort of teams that, like, jump. Like, I could say the Patriots – as a super team to make the playoffs, but would it really surprise surprise anyone if the Patriots no. made the well, I mean, playoffs? Like, and they're currently in the if the season today they'd be in. The yeah, playoffs. exactly. So I mean, it you can't really call call them. I mean, the Bengals, I guess you could say, but I mean they they made it the Super Bowl they last do. year. It's not really I mean, sleeper like. So based on the current AFC playoff picture, right? The the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Titans, and Ravens—they're all getting in. The Bills are, are their Bills are getting in, the Bengals I would think they're getting in, and then I would say at that point it kind of brings us down to three teams fighting for the last two spots in the Patriots, Jets, and Chargers. Um, right now the Chargers are a game out with the Jets and Pats getting in, uh, and then beyond that I mean the Colts are next in line they're four six and one I mean they would have to really turn it up to get in. I would probably say yeah. that the Chargers are probably the only one that have like the decent out of like the bubble teams, but the best shot of the AFC. But I feel like the AFC teams are just going to be flip flopping with one another a lot throughout the rest of the playoff hunt. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's all from their yeah, I mean, faces. There, it's not necessarily some you know team that comes up out of nowhere. I guess you could say the Jets, but no confidence in them. From what? The yeah, put out tomorrow and said, "Hey, Joe Flacco's our guy." But- forward i think that gives them a pretty decent shot to win some games but yeah the the playoff pictures are kind of taken i mean there's not much like i feel like that move i mean in the nfc side of things the commanders are you know a half game out and after that it's the falcons at five and six and then everyone else however that's pretty much already eliminated um so yeah i mean i think the commanders would be the obvious answer there the seahawks i guess you could i mean the seahawks are slated to make the playoffs right now i don't know how long this yeah this streak they're is going to continue slot right now the 49ers are probably going to i mean they're going to be tied after this yeah after, after tonight yeah 49ers jumped them 49 49ers are the three seed now technically with that game right yeah now. so i mean i i guess you could think the seahawks if you call that a sleeper team just because i would have never predicted it preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they they've also came out and showed it on the field this year. Yeah. 
their their offense yeah. is putting up some fucking points. So, all right, we're back from break. Um, next up, we have our worst QB draft, and what qualifies them is any quarterback that has currently started a game in this calendar season for the NFL is on the board. Big E, you have the first pick. Going number one. Old John Wolford. I've never seen a backup quarterback look as shitty as that guy did the other day. So I'm going. I don't think you can go wrong. With I'm John. going John Wolford, number one. All right. I'll take number two. Regardless of whatever has happened in terms of any stats that this guy's put up, I mean, yesterday was horrible. I'm taking Baker Mayfield at number two. Personally, just because I dislike Baker Mayfield as a player, too. But, I mean, <laughs> he's got to be in the Big conversation show. for one of the worst first picks of all time. So, Yeah, he's terrible. Um, all right. For my first pick, I'm going to go with Malik Willis. Good pick. Um, we When he started, he was just absolutely terrible. Looked way in over his head. My second pick, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Sam Bam Ellinger, um, the Texas boy. He looked like he should never be starting an NFL game either. <laughs> part of my Texas, like any likes that I have. Is that a fart? I, I still think he played all right in that first game, but like the second game against the Patriots. Did you fart? Did you fart? I thought you farted. No. Did, did you fart? Oh, it must have no. been the chair. Okay. Dude, yeah, this chair. Out. You sure squeaky. that wasn't yourself? But no. Oh, I thought you totally yeah, farted. I thought, I thought Biggie. I thought you farted. No, I would have laughed right away. Oh. I was I was looking to point fingers. That's how you know it wasn't me right away. Wow. No, if I farted, I'd, I'd wear. Yeah, it. I, I own up to it. So, um, so you, so who did you, so who'd you go with? You went Malik and Ellinger. I went Malik and Ellinger. Yep. I'm going with. I know Aaron's Aaron's. Back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, uh, it's tough. This next one's tough for me to think about. Other QBs have been bad. From a fantasy standpoint, I'm going like probably PJ Walker. No, not 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 fantasy, not fantasy. Just just worst start play. Just worst quarterback. Oh, you better not let me get him. Man, I'm thinking. Our uh, teams would be fucking loaded already. John, I think John Wolford some was games like at the beginning of the year. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. All right. So you got Mitchy, Mitch. All right, Carson Wentz. I can't believe y'all let me get him. Oof. Going. See, I, I just, I think so. I like some of these other guys more. Oh, worse I like Carson. I, mean, I, I wanted to make sure Wentz, I get Carson terrible, to but... round out the team. Um, next, we're going with uh, Zach Wilson. Fuck, that's who I was yeah. gonna pick. Good pick. So loaded up pick. right there with the double whammy back to back. So looking good so you far. Did. You did. All right, my next pick. Um. No. Did you end up pick? Did you pick PJ Walker? No, he has not been picked. No. All right, for my second pick, or my, this would. Wait. Your third. This will be my third, third. pick. Yeah. Third pick. I'm going to go P.J. Walker. P.J. Okay. And then for your fourth, Good. what you got? Oh, my fourth. So my fourth pick. Oh, this is where it gets dicey. Um, That's where it gets interesting. Ooh. Oh, I got mine. See, it's, it's funny because I'm like, 
I don't I, I don't want to pick Colt McCoy. I think Colt don't McCoy's you fucking do it. These, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna pick Colt. I think Colt's better than some of these guys. I'm sorry. I'm gonna pick Andy Dalton. Um, okay, all I right. Think, I don't I don't mind it. Just, Some might disagree with it, but honestly, yes. I don't mind it at all. I don't, I don't mind miss, it at all. Honestly, I don't honestly I don't love the As a Saints fan, yeah, I'm a little biased here. So like I just watched him have a pretty good game. Yeah, like, I mean I, I really don't love that pick, honestly. I, it's kind of tough when you think about it. There haven't been as many QB injuries this year as a lot of years. Oh, I was thinking I was think I was thinking Andy or Jameis and then But that's I mean that's where I just thought back to for my next pick. That was uh QB injuries after Tua and the Dolphins had to go to third string. I'm pretty sure y'all could correct oh. me on this, but Skyward Thompson started game, didn't Oh, did he start? He did start a game. Yeah, he did. Yep. He got hurt, but he started. Oh, he did. Fuck. Oh, that's a great pick. Yep. I, I had to think that. Like I said, that's... I just thought back. Then he got hurt. He did start, though. That's a great pick. Because you just that's have to think pick, there man. haven't been that many QB injuries. So just that's a good. No. That's a good value pick right there. He he slept. He he slipped under the radar there. That's a good pick. All right. Um. Shit. Last one for me to round out my draft. This is going to be a tough one. Um, I'm hoping I don't have to do it. I might have to, though. Um, let me think about this one real quick, because I really – I don't want to do it, but I think I'm going to have to. Um, yep, no other option. Unfortunately, um, I'm putting Davis Mills as to round out my team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was considering Davis Mills. Um, love the guy, but he's really bad. Um He's not. He's good. not good. I wanted him to be good, but he just not. He's not. You know not what? The guy. Let, let's let's get dicey. Let's make this a five round. Biggie, you're on the. Court oh, again? Here. Okay. So after Davis Mills, I'm going with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Attack. Joe Flacco. Yeah, I know he had some moments. Proving his dipshit son. Yeah, right. I know he's had some moments, but I'm just. <laughs> I'm definitely. I definitely would take a lot of quarterbacks over Joe Flacco, that's for sure. So, go Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. There's a squad right there. <laughs> Team's loaded. Okay, I have one I cannot think of his name. Who did the Broncos start when Ross oh, got hurt? Rippian. Oh, Rippian? Was, was good... it Rippian? Yeah, Rippian. Oh, did he start? Yeah, he did start. Oh, my game. God, he did start. <laughs> Fuck, you keep getting these sleepers. <laughs> they have one game. You do think yeah. of the injuries and just think back. They had one game. That was a Did good Jordan pick. Jordan Love start? No. Roger's no, too tough. Yet. Roger's too tough. Um, okay, the last pick of the draft. Um, I'm going to sure. double up on the Saints. I'm going to go James. <laughs> that's not a bad pick. You get, yeah, that's, I'm gonna double that's up. not the worst option, honestly. I think that Andy Dalton has played better than Jameis this year. Now, I'm not saying. He probably has. That... The Andy Dalton pick was probably a reach, honestly. <laughs> that, was, that, that was out of the spot. That was out of the spot trading form a couple years ago. Some names that did not get picked, though, were, were Trey Lance, Jacoby Brissett, Colt McCoy. Teddy good. Bridgewater, Teddy. Bailey Zappi, Cooper Rush. I thought Rush was going to get picked. He was kind of good, though. But yeah. Kenny Pickett. Um, oh, Pickett would not yeah. have been bad. 
Marcus, oh, Marcus Mariota. I almost won with him yeah. over Joe Sackett, but I did not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's run through that real quick on a quick hitter. Mm-hmm. For real. Do you all have your picks memorized? Yeah, I wrote mine down. Okay. All right. With the first pick in the worst NFL quarterback draft, Big E picks. John Wolford, the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, do I just list them all off? Sorry. Or no, we'll go. So Aaron will go. And oh, then yeah. Will, so, yeah. The second yeah. pick, I have Big Mayfield. With the third pick, I had Malik Willis, and then swinging back around with the fourth overall pick, I took Sam Ellinger. With the fifth pick, I took Carson Wentz out of the Washington Commanders. With oh, – this is the one I forgot. Damn, I should have wrote them down. That was a good point. <laughs> I know I picked – I think you picked uh, – did you pick Baker? I picked oh, Baker yeah. first. Oh, yeah. And then third, I got Skyward Thompson. And then fourth, I got. Wait, Brett you picked Ruby. Baker first, or you picked Baker fourth? Or I picked Baker with Baker with my first pick. See, I should have oh, that. I fucked up. Did you pick? <laughs> was it Skyler Brett Ripien? That was my third, fourth picks. <laughs> Dude, who did I pick second? Malik, Malik. No, Cole had Malik. No, I yeah, you had Malik. Malik. <laughs> Was it PJ Walker? No, you had PJ Walker too. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna remember All everyone right, else's pick. I, but myself. I, I, I can go back. We don't need to read. We don't need to reiterate. I can go back and, and figure it out. We don't need to reiterate. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> All right. All right well, that. that'll wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Who who knows at this point? Um, that'll wrap up our worst quarterback draft. Next up, um, final segment of the show. We have our week twelve. Against the spread pick. Oh, shit. Um, to do a little recap from last week. Um, let's see. <laughs> I don't think it was a terrible week. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm pulling them up right now. So, for week 11, I led the pack. It's, it's rare. Let's go. I had a 9-4-1 record. Okay. Nice. Hollywood came in second at 8-5-1. and one. Buzzsaw and Big E, y'all went seven, six, and one of the hey, Dylan Davis. Above five hundred. Fuck one. yeah. Above five hundred, it's all that matters. Fuck yeah. All right. So week twelve picks. Let me let me get this going here. So we will need one, two, three, four, five. We will need a five. Was is there fourteen games this week? Uh shit. Yeah. Are we gonna do that right now? Our picks? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let me. I'm gonna just pull it up real quick. Actually, I guess do you have it pulled up, Cole? Um. The spreads. If if you want to pull yeah. them up, you can. Pulling them up. All right. Uh, uh, I guess I could just like read them off. Like, cause I'm just looking at it on like a list. It's not like a the image or anything. Yeah, yeah. You can just. Are you on Action Network? Uh, I'm on Fox. No, is Action Network the one? Yeah, here you're good. I, I got. Okay, pull up gotcha, right here. gotcha, gotcha. All right, so week twelve, Thursday night, or we got Thanksgiving games. But first game, we got Bills at Lions. Bills are nine and a half point favorites. Lions are nine and a half point dogs. 
Give me the Lions on Thanksgiving, plus nine and a half. Okay. I think I'm going to go that direction as well. It's in Detroit. So. Lions seem to always show up on Thanksgiving. Um, Been showing up of late in general. They have. They they are covering machines. Yeah. I'm going to go Bills. Um, I think. You think this is the right to ship game? For, I think they're due for a nuclear game yeah, here. Yeah, because the Browns game really wasn't – I mean, they won handily, but I wasn't quite the ass-kicking I yeah. was expecting, you know? Yeah, they still they, – yeah, they still didn't – But it didn't seem like they had it much. handled, like, that whole game. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, another Thanksgiving game. Um, we have Giants at Cowboys. Giants are plus nine. Cowboys are minus nine. Ooh. I'm going to go boys minus nine. I think we kick their ass. Yeah, but y'all gave Kirk y'all gave Kirk problems. Giants have a good O line. Oh, I'm going Giants plus nine and a half, barely covering. I'm probably gonna buy a point to make it ten, to be honest. Whenever, but for this, I'll no, do. So it, it's 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 nine nine nine. I'll probably still buy a point anyway, just to make it ten. But for the pick, you're gonna pick them plus. Yeah, nine? for the pick, I'll do plus nine. Um, I think they're gonna try to keep the offense off the field. If they can. Okay. No, I got the Cowboys in this. <coughs> Cowboys minus nine. Aaron's got the boys. Yeah. All right. Good Never big. Um, next up, another Thanksgiving game, we have Patriots plus three, Vikings minus three. In Minnesota. This one's tough. Um, Give me Patriots plus three. I was thinking the same thing. I think they're going to give problems to that own yep. line. Give me Patriots plus three. Not a good matchup. Yep. I'll take Patriots plus three as well. And, Run the uh, ball. Keep the offense off man. the field. Yeah. That's. Oh, yeah. Aaron, also, too, I, I don't know if the locks. we all have. We pick a yep. Yeah, the locks. So, whichever game you like the most. I'm um, declare definitely the picking lock. that, maybe, but we'll see. Um, okay. Plus three. All right, next up, we have the Ravens minus four at Jacksonville, which is plus four. Uh, I'm going to do that, and that's my lot. Ravens minus yeah. four? Okay, I'm going to go Baltimore minus four as well. Same here. Okay, we're all in Baltimore. Big E picks Ravens as his lock. Okay, next on the slate, we have the Bucks traveling to Cleveland. Bucks are minus three. Browns are plus three. Last game for Jacoby Brissett starting, by the way. Um, so the Bucks are plus three? Bucks are minus Bucks three. Bucks are minus three. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. This one's probably going to be a push, I feel like. I could see that, yeah. I could, I'm not confident in this one at all. I'm not either. I'm going to go Bucks too, though. Minus three. That's probably well, a money line. I'm going to take the Browns on this. Okay. You're going to take Cleveland? Yeah, I'm going to take Cleveland. There oh, Kobe Brisket, a little victory hoorah. Little, little yeah. Going on a good great. note. <laughs> yeah. All right, next up we have Bears are plus five at the Jets, which are minus five. Oh, my God. Give me that. I, this one that feels like a if trap. Justin Fields doesn't. Oh, that's right. If Justin that's Fields right. doesn't play too, right. um, it's a free switch. I'm gonna go Jets minus mm. five. I think of Joe Flacco and I, I mean the Jets. Deep. 
fuck. Actually, I'm going to go Chicago plus five, actually. I've been riding with them. I'm going to keep riding with I'm them. I'm going plus five also, assuming Justin Fields plays. Okay. Under that same pretense, I'm going to go Chicago as well. I think they're going to win. Okay. Should be a very low-scoring game, if I do mm-hmm. imagine. Probably. Jets can't score at all. All right, next one. Um, we have the Bengals as minus one and a half at Tennessee, plus one and a half. Ooh. Damn, that's such a – that's basically just a pick em. Um That's pretty much a pick em. I'm going to go Tennessee, plus one and a half. Yeah, I, I like what they – they game. have the game plan to get keep that firepower offense off the field. I mean, Najee Harris just ran all over the Bengals as well. I don't see why Derrick Henry cannot – yeah, I'm yeah. going. I'm going plus a half Titans also. I think if uh, Jamar Chase was playing, obviously I'd probably pick Bengals then. But so he I comes think back. I think they have said that he's projected to. Oh play. really? Wow, that makes it tough. Then. Still his first. Actually, actually, that now that you say that, I'm switching to Cincy minus one and a half. I'm sticking the Titans pass defense. If he's good. Yeah. If he's going to play, yeah, I'm going to bet the Bengals that I did not know that. Hmm. I'm sticking with the Titans. I think they got the perfect game plan, perfect style to fuck with them. Next up, we have Texans plus 12 at Miami minus 12. Uh, I'm going to go Miami minus 12. I think they steamroll Texans. Yeah. Who knows? Texans could easily backdoor cover there, though. Give me my That's boys. Give me, yeah, it's too much. You want the Zans? It's too much, too many points. Give me the Zans. Yeah, give me that. I don't like that. I don't like I don't like Miami at all either there, by the I way. I don't love the Zans there, but I've, it's a lot of points. A lot of points. Yeah, that's almost too big of a spread. I'm going to go Texans as well. Go Houston. Okay. All right, next up we got... Falcons are plus let's see this one's like all over the board. Falcons are plus four and a half against the commanders at minus four and a half. I'll do the Falcons plus four and a half because of their pedigree of covering. I think I'm gonna roll with Heineke and the boys. There you go. I think I think they win. I just commanders. Or not the the Falcons. Actually, fuck. You're right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Falcons yeah. I think. I think Commanders won, yeah. but I think they're kind of coming off some highs right now. I think it's a field. Exa- that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. That they were gonna win by like a field goal. Or yeah. Yeah. Late game score or something. Yeah. Now. All right. We get next up. Wow. What's this one? I'm curious. D- Denver is minus two and a half at Carolina plus two and a half. <sighs> Holy shit. Week. I'm gonna. That's the worst. I have game to go of Denver year. minus two and a half. I you would. You would have to, right? I mean, they're just going to feed Latavius, I, I guess. I think you have to, but I'm going to make that one my lock for this, the meantime as well, Denver minus two and a half. I'm doing Denver minus two and a half as well. They, There's no reason. They, they should, should not. That, that should, yeah. They, yeah. That, this should be their best game of the year, to be honest. I mean, if it's P.J. Walker or Baker, I don't care who's starting, the, the Brown or the Panthers are going to get maybe like 10 to 13 mm-hmm. points in this game. And the Panthers' defense isn't good either. If Russell Wilson can't put up points on this team, I mean. This should be his geez. best game of the year. 
Also, it feels like a trap line, but every time I think it's a trap line, it doesn't work. Aaron, you going? Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Denver. I mean, they. Denver. I'm, it's honestly so shitty that it's even this close. Honestly, to speak to yeah. Denver season. <laughs> just, yeah. All right, next up, Raiders are plus three and a half at Seattle. Seattle's minus three and a half. I'm going to go Las Vegas plus three and a half. I think so, too. They're kind of just they, – they're playing for any sort of positives to end the season on. I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. Seahawks kind of surprised people anyway this year. Haven't been impressed with uh, Raiders secondary as opposed to, like, they have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. I don't know. I just that's feel like literally it. Yeah, that's literally it, though. Yeah, I feel like they that the Seahawks are going to keep it rolling, so I'll roll the Seahawks on that. All right, go Seattle. Damn. How many of these? I feel like we've done pretty good at mixing it up so far. Yeah, that's the other thing too. It's like if I have any glimmer of hope, I'm always. Let's see. Right now, we are all on one, two, three. Four, five. Oh. We're all in five of the same games. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> uh, so five out of like eleven. Hey, it worked out last week though. Yeah, it did. It did. Did everyone have a winning um, record last week? Right. Dylan Davis was a game or a half game <sighs> under, but besides okay. that, yeah. Okay, I'd say I say I say it worked then. I say it worked. All right, next one. This line is all over the fucking board. Um. Do I okay? Yeah, Chargers are minus three and a half at Arizona, plus three. Oh, and a half. Uh, I could see that because of Kyler and stuff. And they just played, they play Sunday, or is it a night game? It's a 305 game on Sunday. Oof. Give me the Chargers, yeah, Charger playoff hunting. Chargers. Yeah, what was it? Three, three and a three, half. Fuck. I'll probably buy a point anyway, but for this, yeah, three and a half Chargers. Yeah, I don't think the Chargers looked bad last night. I'm going to ride with them, too. Yeah, I'm going to ride with the Chargers as well. I feel like I have a lot of favorites right now and some dogs in there. They're hungry. All right, next up we got the Rams at plus 14.5. Oh, my God. At Kansas City. Uh, I'm going Kansas City minus 14. Yeah, because Stafford's not playing. Stafford's not oh, playing. Wow. John Wolf just got concussed again. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be Perkins. It'll be Perkins. <laughs> oh, wow. That's This This might be an under game because I don't know if the Rams will score. So I don't know. If so, well, is it 14 or 14 and a half? 14 Holy and shit, half. not even two. <laughs> this is got to be one of the biggest lines of I'm the year. I'm definitely going to buy it to make it two touchdowns whenever I do do that, but. For sure, the Chiefs. Holy yeah, shit. Nah, that's Chiefs. worse than the Texans. I'm surprised by Pretty that. Easy. That's a horrible matchup to be without Stafford. Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right. Is there no buys this week? I don't think there's a buy this week. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, next up we have... The Saints are plus eight and a half at the 49ers, minus eight and a half. Give me the Niners. Who that? 
Markham with the Saints. Got to. I'm gonna go Saints too at plus eight and a half. I could see it. I'm going Niners though. I feel like that's like Fair. a lot more than people would expect, kind of, or like a little more than they would expect. So I feel like it's a sign to do it. Fair. Okay. Next up, we got Packers are plus seven at Philly. Philly's minus seven. I'll do the Packs plus seven. I'm going to do the Packs plus seven. I'm going to go Philly minus seven. Ah. I like the Packers. Yeah, I'm going to go Philly. Eagles have not looked as good of late. They have not. They really have not. But they could write the ship. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of that game whatsoever, honestly. Yeah, I'm going Packs though on that. All right, and then the last game. Oh, there's not a Monday night game. This oh yeah, there is a Monday night game. Steelers are plus three at the Colts. Colts are minus three. Oh, I'll do Steelers plus three. I'm gonna go Steelers plus three as well. I think that. I think yeah. that's. I actually, I'm gonna make Steelers plus three. You're locked. Luck. There you go. I got the Ravens minus yep. four. Is mine. Are y'all all on Pitt plus three? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Aaron, who do you guys your lock? Honestly, lean in the way of the uh, Steelers as well, but you know, I think I'm going to do Patriots plus three. That's a good one. Patriots plus yeah. three. Not a bad pick. It's so crazy that the Vikings' poor offensive line has to play the Cowboys and then the Patriots back back. Like, yeah, and they got to go just Matthew. Jones. So Cole, is your like, uh, is your like, P- is the PTA lock like uh, basically whatever we do in here? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think yeah, I just so like PTA, realized that. Yeah. I didn't know if that was like a parlay you made or if that was like I just realized where that. Oh no, I I've been betting I've been betting them okay, a lot. Okay, gotcha. PTA lock. Gotcha. I I want. I've so the last two I've lost, but the week before that I won six hundred bucks. Holy on it. fuck! Yeah, because I mean, if you bet a hundred on three spreads in a parlay, you'll win six. It's plus six. Yeah, yeah. It, so fuck yeah. But yeah, last week the locks went. Let's see. Out of five locks last week, they went one and oh, one oh one. Um, uh, what was Buzzsaw's lock? He didn't pick a lock. 201 2-1 locks went 2-1 one, and 1 last okay. week. So on the winning All side. Right, yeah. So Okay, good shit. All right, boys. Well, good shit. That'll about wrap it up. Um that'll wrap up episode 20 of Punch the Air. Um y'all know where you can get us. You can get us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the whole nine. And I've said it once. I've Come said it on. Twice, I've said it three times. Say it again. again. Hit that button. <laughs> Say it again. For any 14-year-old that wants to go hop on the Patreon. And do it. Be the first yeah. member to hop on the Patreon, pay five bucks, whatever it is. And we can argue why Kirk Cousins is better than Dak Prescott. I'd love that. <laughs> That'd be great. But beyond that, boys, thank you all for coming on. Thank you. Um, pleasure as always. Pleasure as always. And Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.